on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. And so I called him and I said, hey man, I know this is weird, but I left a giant purple dildo under the under the sink in my bathroom. Can you please go get it? Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 325. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we travel across the pond and take in some proper British theater. And by that I mean we watched the movie at home in the US. <laughs> in. The theater Britza. 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 <laughs> Britza. <laughs> not our best title it's, ever. You know what? It's not the worst, though. It's not the worst. What is the worst? Do you know what our worst title ever was? Our worst title ever? We'll have to um, go back and look. No idea. We've had some bangers. We have. We've had some shit, though. We've... <laughs> we've We've the shit is usually like when it's eleven thirty, and we've been trying <laughs> to think of a title for an hour and a half, and we're like, okay, yeah, let's, just, let's just, just call it Fart Box Incorporated the, and be done with it. The next thing you say, <laughs> the next thing out of your mouth is the name of this episode. Dicks, <laughs> dicks. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey, man. Hey, How you doing? Uh, it's been two weeks. Hey, it's good to have you back hey, in in state. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Stateside. Didn't get eaten by bears. Okay. That's a good thing. Nice, dude. Turns out where we were at, no bears. <laughs> I was like, I you sent you kept sending pictures and stuff, and I was like, looks pretty uh Well looks pretty fucking maintained. No I, no I, bears in sight. I lied. I did talk to the park ranger. Did you? And he said that there was, are bears. Was there. he a bear? He was <laughs> He's like there are, pl- there are plenty of bears here. We meet behind the we meet behind the woodshed. He, he did say- <laughs> he did say um, that our bears are very well behaved. He's like, there are bears here. He goes, yeah. our bears are doing exactly what they're supposed to. They're still afraid of people. Unlike if you travel over to the Smokies, people will literally throw sandwiches out their window yeah. and feed them, yeah. and they're everywhere. Right. He goes, it's not like that. They're they're still way more afraid of you than you are of them, That's... and they'll they'll keep their distance. Which but is apparently, a... about a week before we were there. The campers next to us, who apparently go up there all the time, said there was a bear sighting just across the lake. Really? So they are there. Yeah. They're just, you know. They're yeah. just minding their own business. Yeah. So. Minding their own beeswax. Eating their own beeswax. Eating their own beeswax. Yeah. Making bear babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched two squirrels fuck today. That was fun. Did you? Yeah. And then the then one of them just fell out of the tree. So I don't know if it was like a like a murder murder. Uh, Sex romp kind of thing, or, no, or what? But probably one of those things where it's just like it's so like it's so it's like when you fall out of the bed afterwards. It's like you know, it's, it's like the pussy's so good <laughs> that you just lock up and fall over. <laughs> Except for when you're having sex in a tree, you have nowhere to go. So it it dead assed on the ground too. Like it wasn't flailing or anything. It was. I thought maybe they were. Did you check on it? I thought no. So. <laughs> I'm in my backyard opening my tent up trying to air it out from you know being being all wet and stuff. And I'm looking at my tree in the backyard and there's just these two squirrels that are just going at it up in the tree. I'm like, huh, that's not something you see every day. And um when it when it was done, it almost looked like they were fighting afterwards. And then the black one, just like there's a black squirrel and a gray squirrel. So yes, they were intermingling. Oh, oh, yeah, oh nice, yeah. dude. So you know they were in the north, not in the south. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, uh, no, but uh, and there was, and then there was another gray squirrel watching. There was on, another on there, the side. The, there, the cuck squirrel watching them. There was another gray squirrel just literally laid out on a branch about ten feet away from it. That's called splooting, by the way. Really? Well, maybe splooging in this situation. <laughs> yeah, when a, when squirrels lay down, and they get real flat. It's yeah. called splooting. Yeah, yeah. Or they're fun. hiding, like, oh, don't look at me. <laughs> I just want to watch. He's just just a voyeur, just like oh yeah. But it like it, give the, it to her. But the but the black squirrel just like straight up fell like a brick out of the tree, <laughs> hit the ground with a thump, and then I and then I hear it, I hear it trying to scurry away, and it gets up onto the fence in the neighbor's yard, yeah. and like its back leg was obviously hurt because it's like it's like it, its whole ass was like it was dead, and it was just using its front legs to cr- crawl. Oh no! <laughs> like, it was like oh my god! And he's just sitting up there going, yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth it dude <laughs> but yeah so that was that was fun you don't see that every day why is fuck, fucking, what? Brian, fucking brian's texting me what are you even talking about what oh. is real time what do you want uh we're talking about this youtube channel Boring. uh yeah about this guy who recreates like he teaches you how to make early 2000s pop and like how to layer the sounds and stuff like that me and brian talk about this nerdy shit all the time dude. pop like like soda? pop like no 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 no, no. Oh. music oh oh, oh. like dirty pop <laughs> You know, dirty, dirty, dirty pop. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, so there, that's the closest fucking Brian will ever get to actually coming on the show. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. Well, we were talking about splooting. coming, yeah, coming. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it goes around. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So no bears didn't cool. get eaten. How was the? That's fun. How was the rest of the trip? That was okay. I almost got heat kinda, stroke the first night. Kind of got a late start there, huh? We did. Oh my god, dude. So. We left, we were supposed to leave on Wednesday, uh, early in the day to go down to Southern Ohio because we were going to split the nine hour trip up into two, two separate days of, of travel. So our plan, our plan was to go down to Ohio. There's this website called hip camp that we use that is kind of like Airbnb, but it's for camping and it's for like off the beaten path. Kind of. Rewind. But it's for glamping. No, 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 not all of it. Trust me, what we did was not glamping. Okay. <laughs> but you can get a yurt. You can get, you can get the tree houses, you know. Yeah. You can get just a random beach to stay on. If people have a farm, you can just, you need a place to stay, pitch a tent on the farm. Like, you, like it's just kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that it's doesn't weird. So, that doesn't sound like you're going to get murdered at all. Well, <laughs> well, uh, we didn't leave here until 7 p.m. on Thursday, mm-hmm. which means we didn't get to Southern Ohio until after midnight. Mm-hmm. So... We, uh, the directions, the directions to get there, it says pull into the property, it's up the hill, pull into the property, pass the trailer, and you'll see a sign. Okay, so we, we so we go up this fucking back-ass road. We're, we're 15 miles off the freeway, like straight into the woods, yeah. southern Ohio, right? Yeah. So we get to the, we finally find the street, we get to the top of the driveway, the, what we see is a bombed-out mobile home <laughs> on the left, yeah. and then all, or on the right, rather, then all the way down across a field to the left are like um like like fifth wheel trailers right mm-hmm. like actually camper trailers mm-hmm. so we're like we think they mean those so we drive across this property just on the grass we get over to where the trailers are the doors are open they're all roached out and they're sitting in front of we thought it was supposed to be a farm uh-huh. looks like it was an old slaughterhouse yeah that was this, abandoned. This literally sounds like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. So I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to be back here. So we, we beeline it back over to where the mobile home oh, was. Oh, you didn't get out and explore? No one's... 
Not trust me. Not there at twelve thirty at night. That's now, the now, best time. If it was me and you, yes, me sure, and her yeah. though. <laughs> looking out, looking out here. Um, so we finally circle around the mobile home. We see this tiny little wooden sign that says Hip Cam, mm-hmm. and like finally here it is. So we go back. Then there's it's a giant incline down to the river, with a, with like a gazebo thing at the other end. Yeah, almost looks like an old boat dock. Yeah, uh, big wooden thing, and we we're driving down. And the car starts sliding because oh, the no. grass is wet. That, that's how <laughs> steep of an incline. Uh-huh. Like we're skidding, trying to stop, like spinning tires. Like it was. It was finally, we caught. I'm like, I'm not staying the fuck down here. So we go back up. <laughs> we get out of the car and because it's all overgrown grass. Uh-huh. Millions of bugs, oh, like yeah. do everywhere. She had them in her eyes. I had them like up my nose and in my ears. Like literally in her eyes, we're pulling like a bug out of it. Ew. Everywhere. Gross. So, so we're like, so we get back into the car and we're just like, do we just stay in the car tonight? Like, we can't do anything out there. Meanwhile, the entire car is filled with bugs now because uh-huh. the doors were open. <laughs> so I'm like, just get the tent. We'll just set it up and we'll do what we can. So we, we have this, this tent that you basically open it and it just flips open. Yeah. So we just threw that down, stuck it down with, uh, with stakes real quick, threw a tarp over grass. it. grass. Yeah. And then got inside and then just went on bug killing duty for, the next 45 minutes. You didn't see any ticks, did you? No ticks. That's good. No ticks. Um, but yeah, so that was the first night. Woke up, fucking gorgeous. The <laughs> boathouse is nice. The, the the water was nice. We woke up, there was cows next door. Like, So what's the... Because it, you were... I saw... Was that you fishing off that little dock yeah. at one point? Yeah, that, that was it, yeah. Your tent wasn't right down there? It was. The tent was in the picture. Oh. It was right in front of that. Oh, I thought that was like... It looked... I think okay. I thought that was like down at the bottom of the incline. It was. Oh, the tent was right in front of it. There oh, was, I thought you said you small, like drove up out of the incline because you were the car stayed at the top. Oh, we had to go to the so bottom. You like because, hiked down to the bottom because right that on. was the only space where it was like a little bit more level. Sure. To put the tent on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that was so that was awesome. Um. We had a good laugh <laughs> about that the next day. Did you catch any fish? No. No. Oh, that was that was a little Barbie pole about three feet long. They had a little popper on it. <laughs> Where'd you get it? It was just in the closet oh. there. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so then we made our way down to Tennessee. Um, went to Point Pleasant first. So as yeah, we're stopping, was that on your way? That was that was on day two. Point Pleasant, if you don't know, is the the site of the Mothman. Mothman, yeah. Sightings. Which thanks for going without me, dickhead. I'm sorry, I was there. We uh, we stopped at a um, we stopped at a, a rest stop right before we got to the Hip Camp place, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the map. And I see that we're that there's a Point Pleasant really close. I'm like, is that the same Point Pleasant? And so I looked it up, and I'm like, sure as shit, we're only a half hour away from it. Uh-huh. And so uh, she was in the bathroom. She comes out. I go, I know what we're doing tomorrow before we go to Tennessee. We're going to see the fucking Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> and she was all about it. We went and had a good time. It's it was really, only a half hour out. Of, like, yeah, I, really. Yeah, wow. it's, it's literally right on the border of Ohio and West Virginia. Oh, cool. It's right, right on the border there. Right on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a really cool city, though. Yeah, just, you sent just me in that, general. You sent me that picture. The, the first picture and you go i i didn't have time to re- i didn't respond because when you sent it i was driving but uh it was just the picture of the bridge yeah and you're like guess where i am <laughs> i'm like it's fucking hellier oh, did dude you, did you know what it was at first well yeah i mean it's like uh, how many times how many times in hellier do they show that bridge that's true right well so we we had a choice she even she even said she's like we're going down here and we're going to be in kentucky do you want to go to hellier mm-hmm. like we were going to yeah but then i'm like What's the point? There's nothing there. 
you, it's what do you mean there's nothing there there's the not, fucking the, there's nothing there the goblins are there well well clearly there's you, not <laughs> you might just run into the new kirk somewhere you don't know like i figure like if we're gonna go there like you can't what do you know you're gonna get out and like look at that pizza place they stayed at like there's nothing to really do there you I know mean, it, it there's just, not even a sign it would just be cool to <laughs> but yeah like if you're it would be cool to like go and nerd out sure and just like if it was just an aimless road trip where we had sure. no destination, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I figure for this though, I'm like, let's just let's go to Point Pleasant because we know what's there. Right. The um the big statue, we I got pictures in front of the big statue and all that. We went to the museum. The museum was cool as hell. Um, yeah, it was it was just awesome. I got a cookie that was disgusting. It was a green Mothman cookie with beady red eyes. <laughs> was, but it was disgusting. It was gross. Why? Yeah. I, it was just gross. I don't know. It wasn't That's, good. See if you're gonna if you're gonna make a like if you're gonna cash in on the mothman your your product's got to be oh, quality the whole city is like in on the kitchen oh that's yeah. the that's the cool part about oh, it like yeah that's, the how, coffee that's why shop, i've always wanted to go there it's like the coffee shop there is. across the street is where we got the cookie from yeah and they have mothman stuff like you put your you put your face in the card in the cutout of thing of the mothman and the <laughs> like, giant the that big steel uh that's in the middle of the street the steel statue yep like that thing's so cool that's in between the coffee shop the mothman ice cream shop and the mothman museum mm-hmm. it's right in the middle of all that i feel um, like um i feel like the the st- the statue. Hold on, I want to look at it real quick. I'm pulling up your messages. I feel like the statue is like more yoked out than the actual Mothman would actually be. Oh, I'm sure. It I'm just sure. looks. It looks like this fucking like. It looks like a superhero, you know. And I always picture the Mothman as like not not like a like it, it has chest hair. <laughs> it has chest hair and a six pack. Yeah. It's it's pretty ba, and it's got those the V lines, <laughs> you know. It's like I don't. I never really pictured the Mothman just being this like juiced out fucking machine, you know. Yeah, I picture it. it being like when I when I think of cryptids, I think of like kind of these like old this de- is decrepit. This is the pro wrestler version of the Mothman. Yeah, like if there was a wrestler whose gimmick was being the Mothman, that's what this would. Look it's like. not the Mothman. It's Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> Mothman is ready. <laughs> But like I didn't show you all these pictures. Like the, uh, like the the this has got like awesome full size like Mothman stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool. All the original, all all <laughs> the original awesome. like handwritten like documentation of the people who saw it and all that stuff. Like it it's all there. It's it's really fucking cool. Uh, you should post some of this stuff. Oh, I I plan to. I plan <laughs> especially, to especially especially this picture of. Your wife, <laughs> your wife, looking super unenthused about you taking a picture of her. <laughs> yeah, that one's not gonna get posted. What are the? Oh, I thought these were bears at first. Those are cows. They're cows. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. He just woke up to. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool, man. But yeah, so Point Pleasant was awesome. Made our way to Tennessee. Uh, it was. We went through every. You're getting the full rundown on my weekend. Sure. Yeah. That's, uh, I, we. Yeah. We went through every single possible um weather pattern you can imagine mm-hmm. it was un tennessee's already hot right it was unseasonably hot and uh, uh humid though the first night we were there mm-hmm. and we were racing because we got there late because we you know stayed in point pleasant for too long and we're trying to get our tent set up and all that before everybody that you know goes to bed for the night oh do it. hold on i gotta ask did you guys eat while you're in point pleasant um no you didn't no we didn't actually you didn't go like find a like a like a Mothman omelet or something like no, that, or no. like a, or a Mothman muffaletta. No, it was. That <laughs> <laughs> scared the it's shit scared. out of me, dude. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that the corrections dropped just scared the shit out of us. Um. 
Yeah, no, we didn't actually eat there. But in Tennessee, though, it was so hot and so humid, I actually almost got heat stroke. Um, I was very close to it. I was having heat exhaustion, um, but I was starting to get um, confused and like discombobulated really? and stuff. Yeah, it, was, it hit me really. What really were you bad. doing? Just getting our tent set up, rushing around, running from this here to this here, like probably not drinking enough, um, you know, enough water and all that stuff. You like, always it was just, make sure you got enough Bud Light on hand, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I had a, I had a truly. My cousin gave me a truly. He's like, he's like, there's seltzers in the cooler if you want it. Thinking, oh, okay, water. I need water. Hey, dude, you look he like you're going to die. alcoholic one. Have some vodka. <laughs> what a dick. Um, or a White Claw, whatever it was. But yeah. So but that, that was that was. Those that are was two fine, very though. different things. Are they? A White Claw and a Truly? They're both seltzers. They're hard seltzers. No, isn't true. I thought Truly was, isn't Truly one of those vodka drinks? No, no, they're both. They're both Va- vodka? Vodka. Is it v- no, they're, uh, they're both hard seltzers. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, trip was fun. Family was good. No, it was good to see them. We stayed an extra day and drove over to the Smokies on Sunday. Oh, the Smokies. The Smokies. Nice. Uh, we didn't get too far into them. We, I would say that we were more in the foothills. Like, we didn't make it into, like, the, the Smoky National Park or anything like that. But, um, but we you did... Were in uh, the, you were in the hazies? The hazies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't real smoky. <laughs> just sort of hazy. <laughs> but, dude, if you've never been down there, it is some of the most gorgeous scenery you'll ever see. Oh, I've been in the Smokies. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And except we, for when you drive through them at night, that sucks. I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine. <laughs> I hate, I hate driving through the mountains at night. Well, you just have to go super slow, and then everyone behind you gets pissed off yeah. because they know the roads if they're Dude, locals. When we went to pick up our our dogs, our puppies that we have now, and you know, like I, you know where our dogs came from, right? You don't know where our dogs came from. You don't know where my dogs came from. I never told you this story. Those dogs are from Pennsylvania. You guys drove to Pennsylvania. Fuck yeah, we made our we made our trip to. So I I I don't know what I never told you this. No. Well, we we didn't tell people this because we're like people are gonna think we're nuts that we drove to Pennsylvania to get these dogs, but they were judging by how annoying they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but they're also very sweet. I'd say you made the wrong choice. Um, <laughs> it's once once the yapping is under control. It's because they're Amish dogs. Yeah. You got them from the Pennsylvania so, Dutch. No, didn't so you? they they were literally so we're we're driving through because uh, you were talking about going through Southern Ohio and we always make fun of Ohio on this show because you know fuck Ohio right, but um for good reason, but like parts of Ohio like once you get out into the sticks, Ohio's actually it's pretty hilly. I'm it's it's pretty it's there's it's pretty nice like it's, oh, it's pretty, it's, yeah 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 it's pretty nice and i say that with a huge a huge asterisk because ohio sucks right but like then you drive through pencil like to get to amish pennsylvania or what are they dutch like dutch amish Pe- pennsylvania mm-hmm. you have to go through some really like you have to go through the mountains essentially and there's areas where the road swerves back like the highway swerves back and forth oh, yeah. very drastically and you're you're you have like giant 75 to 100 foot cliffs sure straight up on both sides so we made the trip in one day we left at like 6 a.m mm-hmm. drove to pennsylvania we picked the dogs up and when we when we showed up so when we were in correspondence with these people to try and like get the get the dogs mm-hmm. It was always, I'm just, I'm giving you the whole story now. Um, it's all coming out on the show. <clears throat> they were always like, I. they would always take like two days to get back to me. And I'm like, man, I, it, it feels sketchy. Sure. Right? Because like, why won't you call me back? 
and I was like, it's so we're it, it just this just feels weird. And so like we're we're on our way there, and like we we're going to pick up Birdie, and we Aaron's Aaron's looking at the website, and she goes, oh my god, her her brother's the only one left. And I'm like, yeah, so. And she's like, we can't. Oh, I know this part of the story. We yeah. can't leave the brother by himself. And I'm like, yes, we can. This is how I ended up with two cats. <laughs> and she the exact goes, reason. She goes, you can't split them up. And she shows me a picture of Brutus, and I go, and I go, oh god, we're getting two dogs today, damn it. And so I called them. I called the. I called these people, and I left a message. I said, listen, if you still have the other one left we would love to take him home too and they called me back very excited they like three hours later or something they said oh yeah he's still here and if you want to keep him together we'd love to have him stay together like we had one person in boston who was interested in him but they haven't called us back in like five days so so i'm like yeah we'll take him so they gave me a discount on the dogs <laughs> that's that makes sense the discount dogs the annoying one <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And so we're we're driving to this place. We get to Pennsylvania, like I'm like Dutch Amish Pennsylvania is a it's beautiful. Oh yeah. But we didn't know that's where we were going. Like that's we we started driving out into this area and I start looking around and I'm like, there's no power lines anywhere. Like this is there's nothing. Oh no, you're on the boons, dude. And 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 it's beautiful, but it's the boonies. And I'm like, is it possible we're going to buy these? these dogs from an Amish family? And she's like, I don't know. You think Amish people breed dogs? And I was like, why wouldn't they, right? This little extra income. Why not? Sure. So we pull in and they it's breed like... kids. We, <laughs> <laughs> we pull in and it's, we pull in and it's like, it's a full-on Amish homestead. It was a, Really? Yeah, it was great. It was cool. So that's it was, why it took them so long to get back to you. They had to go crank up the generator. She, to- <laughs> no, she had to, when she wanted to give me a call, she had to get a ride into town yeah. and go call me from a, a, a public phone somewhere. Jesus. Um, And they had an email, but in, in order to use the email, they would have to go in and they would have to use an email, uh, a computer somewhere in town. So that's why it was so sketchy. And I was like, this makes sense now. So I walked in like they were, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in English, right? That's what the Amish call us. Really? Yeah. That's what <laughs> Amish, Amish call non Amish people English. Interesting. So I'm in English and I'm pulling in in my, you know, my fancy big car and like all the kids come out of the house and they're just like gathering or like, oh my God, are you a God? <laughs> He's got, he has news from the outside. <laughs> tell, tell us, tell us about your travels. Um, and so like I, I went in. Tell us I, about the joys of America online. <laughs> <laughs> AOL Messenger. <laughs> and so like I go in, I went into their house. Like it was, it was an Amish house. Like there was kids everywhere. There was animals everywhere and and uh birdie and brutus's mom came up and started barking barking at me which uh-huh. should have been my first tip off that like oh my dogs are gonna be yappy little assholes yep and uh and then they brought birdie and brutus out to me and i was just kind of like they had i mean they were they were stellar though they had all the paperwork and all the legal shit lined up it was up. like the most upfront drug deal you've ever done yeah sort of <laughs> but it was like and then as i was walking out the old like the old grandma like she was probably in her 90s just sort of like hunched over walking toward me from one of the barns yeah sunny <laughs> she was she was like the- she's like oh you came to get some puppies today huh and i go no she never beard. 
And I was like, yeah, we're taking these two babies home. And she's like, oh, that's, oh, you took both of them. Oh, that's lovely. I'm so happy they're staying together. They were almost dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my whole, like, this was, this whole story was a roundabout way of me saying that, like, as we were driving home, because it was almost eight hours there and almost eight hours back. Yeah. And we did this all in one day. So oh, it's, it's, a, six, it's 16 drive. hours of driving in one day. Oh, and I did the whole trip. Yeah. And so like we're we're coming home and it's raining and it's mm. foggy. Mm-hmm. And we're driving through this twisting and turning mountain pass. Were you going like 10 miles an hour? No, I was going <laughs> 75 because everybody else was going 75. And I was... I was. I'm not shitting you, dude. It's the most stressed I've ever been in my life. Yeah, like your, and your was, hand actually hurts because of how hard you're squeezing the wheel. I was trying not to like let on to Aaron that I was like super stressed out. Oh yeah, I could tell she was. She yeah. had both the dogs riding on her lap. One of them had already pissed on her chest, <laughs> and then the other one had puked all down her leg. <laughs> or no, 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 no. Sorry, it was Brutus who did both. And so <laughs> he's stealing your jobs. <laughs> she's covered in piss and puke. I'm like, bro, that's me. I'm that's my, that's my territory she's covered and everything and i'm like i'm winding through these fucking hills and we're listening to comedy specials on spotify because i'm like hey it's it's a good time we're laughing and having fun and i'm just like oh my god please let me get home safely with these dogs (laughs) it was the fucking worst dude yeah yeah so anyway that's the story of picking up our dogs i don't i thought i told you that story. no 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 yeah so my dogs came from pennsylvania oh cool yes we went to breeders because we're assholes but they're amish breeders how bad could they possibly be well they were lovely people and if i and and if i ever want to get more yorkie poos yeah i know i have yorkie poos if i ever want to get more yorkie poos i'm gonna go to that same family don't i will make ever get more yorkie poos listen there's probably ways to get them to stop barking so much I just don't do it because yeah. I like you shock, remove their voice box. Like shot collars, shot collars seem mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people use shot collars incorrectly. Like you're not supposed to turn it up to where it actually hurts them. It's supposed to literally just be like a little bit of a well, vibration yeah, of that course. distracts them. Of course. So I don't know. Um, yeah. But no, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I was doing the exact same thing. Like when just, you were driving, oh in yeah, the oh no, it's terrifying. Oh, it's fucking. Did you do it at night or uh, well, you were there during our, the day? Well, the, the the what got me going through Tennessee was all during the day, but what got me is actually the Southern Ohio was worse because picture how winding the roads are like horizontally, you yeah, know, like yeah. back and forth. That's how the roads in Southern Ohio are, but vertically. It's like you're going over it's like a roller, roller coaster. coaster. <laughs> no, dude, there was times because it's at night where your car's tipping over the crest. Yeah, you cannot see the bottom. Right. And you don't know how steep this is. And you don't know if there's cars coming at you. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, oh, 16 hours in one day. That's tough. We're getting... doing, doing the, the nine-hour trip all the way back uh, on Monday was, was tough. It was, it was I mean, it, I'm sure it goes without saying, it was the longest one-day trip I've ever done in my life. Sure. I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to drive 16 hours in one day ever yeah. again. The whole reason we did it in one day is because the dogs were a surprise for our kids and we wanted to have them here the next day. Sure. When they came home. So like You could have had them take a two day stay over. Yeah, we probably could have, but (laughs) (laughs) we didn't. (laughs) Uh okay, we're already half an hour into the show, so I will truncate my last little bit. We went to the caves and the caves were beautiful. Which ones? Uh the Chukanuki something. (laughs) The uh, fuck, I forget what they're called now. You didn't write it down? No. I Where haven't. are they, in Kentucky? Yeah, no, they're in Tennessee. Oh, they're Tennessee, Tennessee. 
They're Tennessee they're right Caves. outside. They're right right outside the um, Smoky Mountains. Um, uh, the Chicka Lilu or something like that. It's like an Indian name. I don't uh, know. It's like one of the biggest caverns though in the eastern United States. It's not the Cum. Obviously not the Cumberland. You couldn't slaughter. Not the you couldn't slaughter that nope, name. Nope. Nope. Not the Cumberland. Uh, Dunbar. Da, 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 da. Why can't Why can't I just have like Why can't you do anything? Why can't I just get a list of caves <laughs> in Tennessee? Go to Tennessee? Oh, the uh, the Tuckalichi. That's the one. There yep. it is. Yep, Tuckalichi. Did you um, go? You went into these things? Yeah. Oh, we were six hundred meters or feet, whatever it is, below below the the surface of the earth in caves and caverns and it were was you wearing a, a hard hat with a light on it no but we should have uh at least Kristen should have because she kept banging her head on everything <laughs> i love <laughs> sorry I'm, i don't mean to I, laugh. no i felt like i had to walk with my hand on her head so that if she <laughs> she hit it would hit my head well it's a motion you're used to so, <laughs> so um <laughs> so i'm happy she doesn't listen to this did you uh <laughs> did you get to this i'm looking at the in the tuckalichi tuckalichi yep. caverns yep. Did you get to this underwater or this underground wa- uh, waterfall? Wa- waterfall, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. cool. No, no, it was. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. And they do the thing where, like, you sit down and they turn off all the lights. Oh man! And our fucking tour guide is literally—he <laughs> must be a pro. He's been there forever, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But like, he's literally doing the tour. He pitch black. He's walking. There's just like a little like chain link like chain not even a fence it's yeah, just a yeah. chain yeah. stopping you from going over the, the edge of the cavern and he's walking it like on the knife edge in the complete darkness <laughs> in fucking flip-flops hell yeah dude like not even thongs like the kind that you wear <laughs> socks with and you just slide your foot into them oh slides slides yeah not flip-flops well whatever come on like this is what he's giving the tour in though <laughs> like, what the fuck how 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 far was the drop? Right beyond the 60 chain. Sixty feet. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, yeah, he looked like Travis from Gym Class Heroes. Was if that gives <laughs> if that gives you any kind of? And his name was Travis. Oh, that's how I could remember that. Are you serious? Yeah, he but looked maybe, like Travis, and maybe his name it was. Was, Tra- him. was it him? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what he's doing now? Travi is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, did you? Uh, was it like the darkest dark you've ever experienced? Oh yeah. Oh, it was. It was black yeah. as black as pitch. Black as pitch. Yeah. All pitch right. is black. Wow. But uh, absolutely incredible. I recommend everyone go down there. But that's enough about of all that, that shit. Yeah, James. Speaking of underground waterfalls. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid. This is more of an expansion on last week, not really a correction. Okay. Um we were wondering if it was possible to get a hold. <laughs> sorry for the wording here. Get a hold of bull balls. Oh yeah, yeah. To make coin purses. Yeah. It's actually a rather <clears throat> popular. Uh, to actually make coin purses. It's out of actually them? rather <laughs> popular already. Yeah. It's, so we're uh, not we're not original at all. Yeah, like uh, there's this company. Oh shit! Of course, this isn't going to load now. There's this company right here who. Oh well. That's now a, now that's those. A big nut. Now those are actually kangaroo balls. Oh, so n- that would be more of like a coin purse. Okay, okay. But once you get into like the the bull scrotums, <laughs> you're talking. I mean, you could probably you could probably go camping with a bull scrotum. <laughs> I mean, look at the size of that fucking thing. Good lord, that's a, they need to clean that thing up too. They do. They <laughs> do. Gross. It's not looking hygienic at all. But yeah, it's you uh, should you should get strands of it and weave it together and make scrote rope. Like. <laughs> 
Like these, those are like over-the-shoulder bags made with uh, bowl balls. Yeah, well, when you get older, that's what you got to do. You throw, <laughs> throw them over your shoulder. Do you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely, definitely get get uh, tanned bowl balls. Oh yeah. And the balls of in really any other animal that you want. Yeah, human balls. That's what I when I die, <laughs> I want like I don't want my body really. Like, I want my body in the ground, you know, because that's where it belongs. Sure. I'm worm food. You should make, um, you um should but make... I do want, I do want my balls. <laughs> I do want my balls to be donated to a local leather worker. Yeah, and they can turn into a beanie and then some child can wear your balls as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think you give me too much credit. <laughs> be a nice furry brimmer. It might be, <laughs> might be like a nice beanie for a hamster or something. <laughs> Eat Quiznosa! <laughs> all right, uh, if that's all we got, I listened to the episode, but it was two weeks ago. Yeah, so I didn't, I don't, I didn't I don't really, really uh, I didn't really hear much else other than that. So if we said it, it's correct. Yeah. And that's how that goes. Yeah, I think that is how it goes. All right, James, bring us into the new week here. All right, so this week, uh, we're, so fun fact, this is a Tuesday that we're... <laughs> this is a Tuesday. A Tuesday. We are, uh, we're currently recording on a Tuesday. Um, and that's we're because, going camping again this weekend. Yeah, we're going on our annual champ out this this weekend, and uh, we just wanted to get we wanted to get this out of the way to be yeah. completely honest with you, so we can spend the next couple of days getting ready to go camping. Um, so we only did one movie this week. We did that movie is completely ghost, random ghost <laughs> ghost stories. Well, I said, why don't we do an anthology? It gives you a little bit, a, a little more to chew on. Sure, I get that. I get that. This movie, I mean, it, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So I, 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 I said, why don't we go to? Why don't we do the anthology route? Gives you a little more. You can do one movie, but it's a little more to chew on. Sure, sure. Individual I parts. I didn't really know much about this movie, but I had been wanting to watch this movie for a long time. Ghost Stories from 2017, because I'm. Kind of, I, I, I've heard... Uh, You're familiar with. I've heard a lot about the stage play that it's based off of, and it's kind of fascinating to sure. me. And so I thought, why not do that for the show this week? Sure. Because this we've is done, a, we've We've done things for less. Right. We've done things for less. I've done things for much less. <laughs> I've done things for a dollar I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I've done horrible things <laughs> for much less. Um, to go with... <laughs> Ghost stories this week. We got a classic. Have you ever I mean, had this? It's a British. It's a British theatric theatrical. Theat. That's th- no theatric. No, it's it's British theater. 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 Ah, oh, yes, the theater. <laughs> um, yeah. So to go along with that, we got some Boddington's. Yes. Pub ale. I don't know that I have ever drank Boddington's before. Oh, I used to drink the shit yeah, out that, of Boddington's. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Um, yeah, I used to... I had a... I had a neighbor in Ypsilanti, and I'm not like a... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a nitro beer. Yep. Um, hence... <laughs> Speaking of ball, that hence, ball... All that ball talk, we forgot there's balls in the beer. Yeah, hence you uh, being surprised by the open there. Yep. Um, so, I'm not great at, like, making... This is kind of this is a this is a weird state. I'm not great at like making friends on a one-on-one basis, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm out for a night on the town, I'll make friends with everyone. Sure, no, right? I'm the same way. I'm the same way. 
but I'm not great at friend. I'm I'm not great at making friends uh, like with just a random we're, person. We're still not friends. Yeah, we we've we're known work, each other we're for work partners. Yeah, I'm even I'm even Mike's co best man, and I'm still not his friend. <laughs> like we're still working on it. Um, so me and this guy lived next to each other for almost a year. Oh yes, this guy in Ypsilanti. And he's the guy that gave you the dildo, right? No, he's the guy who, when I left the apartment, I realized that I left the dildo in the <laughs> oh, apartment. And, and so I called him and I said, hey, man. There's a giant bag of porn I know. and a dildo. Go ahead. I know this is weird, but I left a giant purple dildo under the, <laughs> under the sink in my bathroom. Can you please go get it? It's for plumbing. Because I was worried that they wouldn't give me my fucking my security <laughs> deposit back if I left a dildo underneath the, the sink. Um, uh, so they should have been happy. You left a tip, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just the tip. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, he, him, and his no, wife. So, you, so, so they wouldn't have gotten back because you gave him the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> him and his wife lived next door to me. We lived ne- next door for almost a year, and we we would like exchange pleasantries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one day he just he was finally like, "Hey, man." Uh, we live right next to each other. Like, if you ever want to come over for a beer or something, yeah. yeah, just come on over. I'm still too shy, so like another three months went by, and then finally I was just like, like, or one day he can't. He was like, "Hey man, come over for a drink." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," and then we ended up becoming fast friends. Yeah. Um, Did you fuck uh, his wife? No. Oh. They are divorced now. No. Oh. Which is unfortunate. So <laughs> Um, but we used to, he and I used to drink Boddington's like water. We would also drink, uh, vodka. I think he called them vodka slammers. Okay. Which was, you'd take a double, a double shot glass. You'd fill it halfway with vodka, halfway with club soda with a little dash of grenadine floated on top, put your hand over it and then slam it on the table. And then you just do the shot. What if it broke in your hand? It's all part of the game, baby. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, Jordan, if you ever listen to this, shout out, dude. All right, I'm pouring cool pouring this nitro. Yeah, so, oh, shit, so I should probably read about this, huh? Yeah, probably. Boddington's Pub Ale. Since 1778, when it was first brewed at the Strange Ways Brewery in Manchester, Boddington's has been... Manchester. Manchester. If you're not a mank, you're a wank. Um, <laughs> Boddington's has been renowned as a unique pale gold ale. In English pubs, Boddington's is served using the traditional hand-pulled method, <laughs> right? So, should, so this should have been warm, I wonder. Uh, if it's hand-pulled? Yeah. Yeah. So this is... I mean, that's not, not, not warm, but it would be not, like, it wouldn't be cold as a draft. No, no. Right. Um, we had a... Do you, what was that place that we went to that one time where the guy, like, gave us a lesson on draft and hand-pulled? Fuck, and, like, where was He that? ended up giving us a bunch of free beer yeah, because was he was that? just stoked about people... Asking about it. He was stoked about us wanting to learn. So yeah. we're just sitting there somewhere. going like, yeah, teach us more, man. And he just kept pouring us free beer. Where was that? It was some. It was in Ferndale somewhere. No, it was... Uh, continue. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk afterwards. So anyway, uh, Boddington's is served using the traditional hand-pulled method, which mixes air with the ale as it pours, producing a distinctive creamy head and smooth body with little gassiness. Ordinary, ordinary packaged, ordinary. That's how I prefer all of my my encounters. 
creamy head, smooth body, body. and little gassy <laughs> little, A little, little gassy. <laughs> Ordinary packaged ale cannot match the quality, but the draft flow system does. By releasing millions of tiny bubbles when open, draft flow can give the creamy head an authentic, fresh taste of Boddington's Pub Ale. The draft flow system employs a small, recyclable device which floats in the ale. For best results, serve cool but not ice cold. Uh, uh, well, I, this came out of the this came out of the cooler like this, so okay. Yeah. Well, it says forty-one degrees. I'm, That's eh, fine. I'm let it but that's the same ball that's in like a Guinness, this. right? What's same, that? Same ball that's in like a Guinness. I mean, this says that it's. Yeah, I, you would think it's yeah. nitro, right? I don't know. Carefully, carefully open can pour contents. Uh, wait and watch the head settle on a perfect glass. That's what I'm always doing. I wait, watch the head. Um, so anyway, this is uh, a pint, one pint of Boddington's Pub Ale. Oh, hey, ass up. Imported from Britain. I didn't even pour it yet. Wow, we are so behind, dude. Drop number three. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Ass up, tits up. Cheers, bud. Ass up and tits up? Yep. No, tits out. What am I, a fucking contortionist? <laughs> tits out, ass up. Ass up and tits up. <laughs> no, tits out, James. It's not like, what you said. Yes, it is. Go back and listen. I won't. <laughs> I will not. This is delicious. Three. Huh? <laughs> this is delicious. Did you try it already? Mm-hmm. I, ki- I took a little sippy. Mm. A little sippy sip. I feel like I'm going to get like real nostalgic mm. when I drink Got those. that head on my upper lip. It's good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> creamy. That creamy head. Not real gassy. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. It is like a... It's like... It's oh. kind of more watery than Bud Light. Like, it really well, is. But, there is a water but, quality to but this. But so is Guinness. Yeah, I agree. Like I like I agree. when people my like my fa- my father in law, he, he he describes Guinness as a heavy beer. And I'm like I'll give you a heavy beer. I'm like, dog, Chief, Chief Keith, I will give you a heavy beer. Like but that's also he doesn't drink a lot of he doesn't drink a ton of beer. Sure. So he thinks of Guinness as a heavy beer. Guinness is like water. Yeah. It's like it chocolate flavored water. Yep. This is also like water, but this is more like beer flavored water. No, see, but, but, but I just drank. Like, I just drank the Bud Light back to back with it. There's a this, lot of there's a lot of honey in this. Though. Like you do, it tastes honey sure, or something but, like that. But this Boddington's though could come out of a tap, and I would believe it. Mm. Like it has a water quality to yeah. it. It's not a beer quality. It's a water quality. But it's not even like it's not the it's not even like the taste. There's it's no carbonation. Like the, there's yeah. no carb. That's what it is. Right. It's flat. Right. It's flat, and that's what gives it the more water quality. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's just like when Nailed you it. when you drink it, it's just smooth. It's smooth going. Mm-hmm. There's no sting I think at I, all. I think I prefer the sting though. I still like this. It's not bad. I, I, I prefer like, I, the sting though. Mm-hmm. Mm. And once you pour this, it's actually not that cold, which is no, it's not. I like it though. All right, let's, let's um let's bring them back memories. That's what we're. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. It's time now, once again, to get into trailer trashed. Which yeah, is, which is a very important segment. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just did a video on it. We were it, just talking Cole. about it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, James. Hey, trailers. man. Hey. Trailers, baby. Hell yeah, I like right. trailers. I have a lot of trailers that we can choose from. Okay. I need you. You're, you're, you are a master of your own domain. Yes, I 
You need, yes, I am. You you need to pick a number between one, six. two, three, six. Okay. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Okay. Uh, the first trailer that we are doing, we'll do two or three of these, and then uh, maybe we'll do the rest of them afterwards or something. Uh, this is a movie called Birth Rebirth. I think I picked the right one. I think so. Uh, let's see here. Uh, director Laura Moss reimagines Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. See, I did pick so the right is, one. So there you go. Is this, so is that like birth slash rebirth? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, so here we go. I don't know much about this. It just looked pretty awesome. Give me a little tilt ski on the screen here. Tilt ski. There you go. Yep. Um, this is Birth Rebirth. As always, all these uh, trailers are on YouTube. Go watch them. Check yep. them out. Yep. Come back to us. Or don't. You know. Or don't. You, you do yeah. you. Live your life. Yeah. Uh, here we go. If, Birth- you wanna, if you just want to be in the dark, yeah, then live your life, dude. Yeah, in the fine. dark. That's fine. All right. Birth Rebirth. Here we go. Birth Rebirth. Birth Rebirth. <laughs> Birth Rebirth. <laughs> daughter's name Lila Morales maybe she can help another kid out there the point of life it isn't just one thing what is the point holy shit in a word Fuck yes. <laughs> That's two words, but... Uh, wow. Um, that was... Wow, dude. That, that was one good. of the most intense trailers I've seen in a long very time. Very intense. Holy... Like, we were silent and it made throughout me, that entire thing. I got chills a couple times. Yeah. Like, it, made me th- it made me think and feel things. Because like, especially as a parent, like it, jumping into that situation where your child dies. Sure. Horrible situation. And then finding out that people are actually reanimating your child without your consent, no without shit. your knowledge. Imagine years from now you walk by someone that looks exactly like your kid. Yeah. Maybe it's that's like, already happening. That's why people get deja vu. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. That looks good, dude. He looks really good. Um, um, the, the, um, the actress from Scrubs. I can't remember her name. What's her Is name? Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Oh, okay. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah, she looks, uh, she looks good in that, man. Um, um um, Marin Ireland is that her? Right or Marin, no. yeah, she's the pathologist. No, no, she's no. Um, Judy Ray's. That's yeah. her name. Yep. Yeah, that's her. Uh, I don't know that there is a release date for this yet, but it will. Oh, uh, theaters August eighteenth. There we go. Um, man, yeah. that looks that intense. Looks, that looks really good. Really good. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we're one for one. Yeah. All right, James, pick a number one through, uh, like, I don't know, pick a number. Two. Two, okay. Uh, so number two. Exit. Come on. There we, there we go. All right, so trailer number two is going to be Dark Windows, uh, which is a oh. masked killer Did you, out can, for revenge. Before you start this, can I just, can I tell you what the, I know we don't normally do this, but... Uh, can I tell you what the synopsis is for Birth Rebirth? Sure. Because we didn't really pick this up in the in the trailer, but it's a morgue technician. Tech, uh, a morgue technician successfully reanimates the body of a little girl, but to keep her breathing, she will need to harvest biological materials from pregnant women. Oh. When the girl's mother, a nurse, discovers her baby alive, they she's en- a maternity. 
they enter into a deal that forces both uh, both of them down a dark path. Because no she's return. a maternity uh, nurse, the mother. Uh, so she has access to it. Right. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I'm into Shit. that. I just want to know where the pig comes into play. <laughs> well, the pig, they said the pig died two months ago, and now it's up and walking around the apartment. Yeah. So, so are, are they harvesting organs from the pig? Or no, I it... think it was probably just like a, it, they probably started with the pig. Like, can we reanimate this pig? And they're probably taking, by uh, taking, um, what the hell's the word I'm looking at? Organic materials from other pigs, uh, from pregnant pigs yeah. to... Now, here's the question. To keep that pig alive. Does a pig that's lived two different lives taste better? I would, yeah. I think so. Yeah. They call it double bacon. Oh, that double bake. Fuck, double bacon. <sighs> yep, into that. Like, right. when you go, like when you go to Subway and they're like, would you like double bacon on that? Yes, I would. Yeah, hell yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, our next trailer is called Dark Windows. Um, this is going to be out August 18th as well. It's just a movie. Same, same weekend. It's just a movie about a dude painting his windows black that's that's the one it's the whole thing <laughs> all right like, uh we know nothing about this so uh let's check it out and uh we'll come back to it no, just that looks you, fun i just told you what it is i was like i got a cool mask yes he does all right let's watch this trailer baby you can't my grandparents farmhouse whoa break my spell we go for the weekend and eat and drink and Two I, for two for two, I'd say. That's I, uh I'd say so. Like when's when's the last time we got a good original slasher? Yeah, you I know? agree. I agree. That looks good. I hope that it uh holds up. That that it struck me as a trailer that could be show all the good scenes with a really powerful like soundtrack to the trailer. Everything was so you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but like everything was so everything was kind of uh frenetic, like you, you, they didn't really show too much of what was going on. Yeah, like you got the you got the gist. He's got a cool mask. He's got a cool mask. It's in a house. We like we like you know movies set in houses. It's another. It's like it's weird too. It's like the killer seems to be using uh, recordings of the girls. It, that's what I pick, that's what I picked up from it anyway. Like this, they're there because they're there because the woman just lost her daughter. They were there for, after a funeral. Yeah. And the killer is using recordings of the daughter as a it like that like whole a toy. like it sounded like a toy to me like a that, pull toy. It to me it's a, that to me like the one two I'm gonna find you yeah like it just I, I think that sounds more like a toy like you pull a string on something and it goes I'm gonna like a like a hide and seek buddy or something I don't know I, I that, know. like I I guess we'll see but like to me it, to me like what I got from it is he's the killer seems to be using especially because they're there after this woman's daughter died so True. like it would make sense that he's for some reason using recordings of the daughter's voice I to, could. to taunt them i don't know it looks good though it's clearly the father <sighs> yeah right? he's pissed off yeah yep that's it yeah um no i that looks fantastic looks as well really good all right two for two. two for um two. and i'm gonna pick the third one because i don't think we can possibly go wrong on it uh, a movie about it better, a... It better have Nicolas Cage. It... <laughs> oh, my God! Dude! 
Yes. <laughs> I, nowadays, when you say you can't go wrong, I just assume that Nicolas Cage it's is in Nicolas it. It's Nicolas Cage as a retired beach bum, John Wick style. <laughs> Awesome. Please show me this trailer. That is what this is. Uh, It's called The Retirement Plan. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's it's Rage Cage as a, a... Hawaiian hippie. I don't. I don't. I don't fucking know. Do you, you ever watch that Jeebs guy on YouTube? Jeebs. He's like a. He's like a. He reacts to songs and he breaks down. Like oh the, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He looks like Jeebs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is the retirement plan. All right. I haven't seen my daughter, and now her daughter shows up at my front doorstep and not a word. I think my parents are in some kind of trouble. Oh, Ashley's in trouble. What is it this time? Who is this guy? My dad's an assassin, isn't he? Yeah, your dad's totally an assassin. Grandpa! Here, have some more syrup, sweetheart. (laughs) Oh my god, that (laughs) That looks awesome. Nicholas Nicholas Cage, Ron Perlman, Jackie Earl Haley, Ernie Hudson. (laughs) Yep. Nicholas Cage is a fucking. He's a parrot head. He's a fucking... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. He's basically an old Jimmy Buffett fan <laughs> living on the beach somewhere, but he's also an assassin. That looks I, awesome. Yep. Man, that looks good. I, I don't know who comes up with these ideas and who casts him in these ideas, but uh, bravo and and hats off to you, whoever you are. Dude, I fucking... Man, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage's redemption arc which we talk about i, I call every... it a, i call it a redemption arc because there was there was a while where it was just like oh my god like what are you doing nicholas cage i don't get me wrong no, I i've, I've always agree. liked him but like but he, he really started doing some stinkers there for a while whatever he's doing right now i don't know if he sold his soul or something like that but damn he's doing it right Fuck. we and we There's... i feel like we say this every time a new trailer comes out for Absolutely. a new cage movie but they're always so good. They all look so good. And and he can do no wrong. Did it start with did it start with Mandy? Was Mandy like his first No, there was stuff before that, but I don't know. We'd go through his but what? Go like, filmography. Mandy and uh and color out, and dad, color out color of space, out of space, mom and dad. It kind of I, like, I feel like there was stuff before then though. Really? Yeah. I, it, like, I feel like it, I was feel like Rage it just... I think Rage Cage was coined though from Mandy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I want to say that's where Rage Cage came from. Yeah, but well, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was coined, coined by Tenacious D. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, dude, I just everything that he's done lately just looks like it's just fun. People know how to tap it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like how much like creative liberty they're they're giving him in these movies. But like, if it's not him being, if if it's not them just turning him loose and going, hey, you do Nicolas Cage, right? Mm-hmm then these are some of the most brilliant writers in the world because they somehow know how to write movies that are exactly perfect for Nicolas Cage. I wonder if Nicolas Cage is kind of like Elton John in a weird way. There was a there was a there was an article that I read uh concerning Elton John and I think it was when the uh one of the Fall Out Boy records came out and Elton John was on the, like the very last song of that Fall Out Boy record. Really? And the the interview was something like you know why why did you decide to work with them or this and that and his, his response was I'll work with anybody it's just that nobody ever asks me I think because people think that I'm unavailable or I'm I'm unacquirable 
Because I'll work with literally anybody. If that's Just true. Just all you need to do is ask. If that's true, then be prepared for what? A uh, fucking Mayor Mayor single coming out? <laughs> Teal? I don't know. I'm going to get a hold of Elton that's John. Fine. I said, hey, man. I, I I heard this. I heard that you will work with anybody. So here's your chance, pop. Here's your chance, pops. Yeah. Like let's yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Because I don't fuck. Man, Nicholas Cage is just killing it these yeah. days. <laughs> but like, I wonder if that's how it is for Nick Cage though. Like he'll just he'll just do whatever. Like just write 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 him a part that he can sink his crazy ass teeth into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let him like you give him a script and you just say go with God. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like have at it. Hell you know, yeah, dude. You do what you do. That looks so good. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right. Cool. Those are your trailers. We got a bunch more. If we got time tonight, maybe we'll do a little boner. Yeah, hell yeah. Bo- boner episode. A little boner episode. A little uh, buzzkill after dark. All right. Little, well, uh, uh, hey. Yeah. That was trailer trashed. We watched some trailers. We're uh, we're getting there. We're getting. We're we're buzzed. Huh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> now it's time to get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, we do unfortunately this week have to start with a couple of deaths. Oh, uh, no. I hope we haven't done that in a while. I feel like it's been uh, relatively smooth sailing for well, the last, last little ep- bit. Last episode, didn't we have two? Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it Alan Arkin and uh, Oh, that was, that was way long ago. Was it? Yeah. Was I also listened to our past three episodes over the past three <laughs> days. So <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh director Manny Cotto has passed away. Uh Manny Cotto uh, is probably best well known for directing the movie Dr. Giggles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I believe it was from the uh in from back in the uh uh, ni- early 90s, 92. Early 90s, yeah. Yep. Uh, he was 62 years old. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, was battling pancreatic cancer. 62. And, yep. Wow. So he was pretty young when he directed Dr. Giggles. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, pancreatic cancer, unfortunately, is what he succumbed to. Yeah. Uh, he also, uh, in addition to Dr. Giggles, he also did an uh, episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, he did stuff on American Horror Story, Dexter 24, uh, The Exorcist TV series. Um, he actually won a an Emmy for Twenty Four, one of his episodes. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, so he's done. Uh, he's done a lot. So rest in peace to Manny Cotto. Yep, rest in peace. Another director passed away. This one hurts a little bit because it is Fire in the Sky director Robert Lieberman has passed mm. away. Uh, Fire in the Sky. We've talked about it before. It's the best alien abduction movie ever made. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Hands down the best. Yep. Uh, he passed away at the age of 75, also battled with cancer. Wow. Didn't say what kind. And but, also, uh, Fire in the Sky came out in 93. Oh. Same year as Dr. Giggles. No, Giggles was 92, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I think Giggles was 92. Oh. I got it right. Yep, 92. Well, I fucked that up. Yeah, you certainly did, James. <laughs> um, he also did work on episodes of uh, The X-Files, The Dead Zone, Dexter again. So they crossed paths there. Um, and he did, uh, he did a bunch of other stuff, too. But um, uh, yeah. He also, wait, Lieberman also directed films including D3, The Mighty Ducks. Fuck. Mighty Ducks. That's amazing. Hell yeah. (laughs) I like D3. A lot of people don't like it. I did too. I'm a big fan of that one. I like all of the Mighty Ducks movies. We watched the first one the other day for the first time in forever. Mm. Holds up. I was talking to Aaron uh, a couple days ago about how we need to, that's one of the movies I want to show 
my kids soon. We just showed Sadie Camp Nowhere a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, classic sure. Camp Nowhere. Yep. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I like right in the middle of that I was like, oh, Mighty Ducks. That's what we should show her next. But I don't know. It's just all those movies remind you of every other movie from that that era. Apparently, Robert Lieberman has uh, had helmed more than a thousand TV spots for various companies like McDonald's and wow. Hallmark. Uh, tons, tons and tons and tons of stuff. So nice. rest in peace to Robert Lieberman. Yeah. All right. Into some news here. Uh, you like books, James? Yeah, I like books. Do you like books? Like, like books about movies? I like books about movies, yeah. Well, uh, if you would rather read your movies, you know, like stupid people. <laughs> Who likes to do that? Uh, Pet Cemetery has a retrospective book coming out in uh, next year to, f- to celebrate the film's 35th anniversary. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's going to be all kinds of uh, interviews and behind the scenes, I'm sure, and tons of all that kind of stuff. Wait, hold on. Wait. So this is a book? Yeah. About Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Okay. Commemorating the 35th anniversary of... Of the movie. Of the movie. Not the book. Yes. Right on. Okay. Not, yeah. So it's not a book about a book. It's a book about a movie that was based on a book. It's a book about a movie about a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, it's a coffee table book, as a lot of these are. Cool, yeah. Uh, but interviews with cast and crew, newly discovered archive uh, from the production, essays, filmmaker, film historians, all that stuff. Right on. Uh, so if you're a big Stephen King fan, a big Pet Cemetery fan, big fan of children getting hit by semi-trucks, you're going to love this. Yeah, huge fan of all that. Yep. yep. Uh, speaking of children <laughs> getting all fucky, uh, Child's Play also has a book coming coming out that's a visual memoir by tom holland dude it's funny that you said that because you said hey do you like books that are you said do you like books that are about movies and i thought to myself the only i think the only book i've ever read that was the novelization of a movie like where the book was made after the movie is child's play three. Oh, really yeah was it good uh, you don't remember? <laughs> I don't. Re- I don't know. I don't remember. It was so long. That ago. was the. That was the the, the army brat. That was kid the, and stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, anyway, though, uh, this is uh, from Tom Holland, uh, also celebrating 35 years of the film. Nice. Yeah. So apparently, is this a, just a thing? Apparently, like, a lot of good stuff happened 35 years ago. It's uh, like all the bands, all the bands from our past are going out on 25 year anniversaries right now of their original albums and all of the. Filmmakers are yep. writing books about the 35th anniversary in of September. our favorite in, movies. I, I don't know if you know the sidebar. Finch is coming back to do 20 years of what it is to burn. Let's go. Uh, in Where September. is it? Uh, St. Andrews. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I saw them on their 15, and it was amazing. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, though, 152-page uh, hardcover book collects uh, close to 150 behind-the-scenes photos, uh, many unreleased, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff from Tom Holland's archives. Cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, probably more interviews and all that kind of good stuff but um but yeah there you go that's uh that's fun if you like child's play absolutely which, uh, which I, do. I do i do big Indeed. big fan of child's play big fan all right also to round out the reading portion of the news uh this is <laughs> this is mouth-watering <laughs> it's like a, it's like a good steak you know what i'm saying just juicy just just, just salivating juicy. um army of darkness forever it's a new comic series that is going to pick up after the movie's original ending and continue the story. Really? Which is very exciting. Um, if only they would do that. For, you, know, you can't say that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> almost gave spoilers to a, uh, an, a a series we started a long time ago that never finished. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here, though. Um, I didn't actually read this, so I'm just going to read the press release here. 
Uh, Dynamite uh, Comics is proud to present the new series from Tony Fleece's and Justin Greenwood uh, that is a direct sequel to how many fans believe the film should have ended. Uh, this October, Army of Darkness Forever number one begins to explore what could have been, which is exciting. I'm looking I, at the cover art right now. It's dope. Yeah, right? Yeah. Super, super dope. Yeah. Like, like the dopest. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Ash is just, he looks like a hulking beast. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's Ash, man. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so if you're a big fan of Evil Dead, big fan of Army Darkness, uh, or comics, or just reading, or words. If you're just a fan of words and pictures. I like this words. Is, this is right up your alley. I like pictures, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's coming out. Cool, man. Pretty, pretty cool. All right. Uh, where oh, the, we... There's one There's one cover art for this that where Ash has a beard that goes, like, it would be down to his waist, probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's ac- but it's actually blowing in the wind like it should be. It's pretty amazing. But there's yeah, other other cool. ash right next to it. Oh yeah, there's another ash right there. Yep. Wow, look at that. I like the uh, I like the one where he's got a mohawk and a beard. A mohawk, it looks like Mad Max. Right? Oh damn, that looks pretty badass. That's cool. That's the one I want. <laughs> are these all? So these are all di- just different covers for the same book, or yeah, what? for the same first issue. Yeah, Dude. they do. That's a big thing now. They'll do multiple sure, covers. Yeah. for stuff. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, have you seen the pictures of Hugh Jackman in Deadpool three? I have. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome does he look in his beautiful yellow? He's finally Wolverine in the yellow. Suit. It's not spandex. It's not spandex, unfortunately, but uh, it's still it's still the yellow. I'm the into yellow getup. So I, I'm stoked. I'm into it. I think it's perfect for what this movie's going to be. Uh, Deadpool three is coming in May tw- May third of next year, uh, and we're finally getting. Not just Wolverine. We're getting Hugh Jackman Wolverine finally <laughs> in the yellow jumpsuit. Yes, fucking awesome. Yep. I just couldn't not. Uh, I couldn't not bring that up. Yeah, you have to. Um, to round out the news, though, uh, apparently, Return of the Living Dead is finally getting the reboot treatment. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this. You know, Return of the Living Dead's a staple. Yeah. Um, I would say it's even more than a staple. That is a cornerstone. Yeah. Of eighties horror. Right. So I don't know what they're going to do with it. It says they're going to expand the existing world of Return of the Living Dead. Okay. So what that means, I haven't the slightest idea. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's coming. If you're if you're into that, I'm into it. There you go. I'm into it. Um, I'm I'm, <laughs> just, I'm mildly skeptical, but I'm into it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It says uh, Living Dead Media, who are the people that are doing it. They say our reboot of Return of the Living Dead will expand the existing world created by the original five films while staying true to the R-rated sci-fi horror dark comedy roots adored by fans of the cult classic around the world for the last 35 years. We are excited to resurrect the storied franchise for the current fans and new generations of zombie fans. What does that say to me in English? We're going to fuck it up. (laughs) That's what it tells me. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Tar Man now is just going to be like biological global warming waste man. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And and instead of a chick dancing naked on a car, it's just going to be like a fat dude because why not? A uh, a fat dude. Bear love. (laughs) Or something. I don't know. A fat dude being told that he's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I'd fuck me. Oh, um, fuck me too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I we'll we'll see. No, I, I, I reserve I, judgment. Yeah, I just I think uh, I always go into these things with I don't know. Maybe I'm an optimist. I which 
typically goes against how i feel like things go in my brain i feel like in my brain i'm very pessimistic you are pessimistic but like outwardly i try to be optimistic about this type of stuff and i would hope that like i would hope that they would they say we're gonna we're gonna do justice to this we're gonna like we're gonna take what the fans have loved for the past however many years and and give them more of what they love yeah so okay i'm gonna listen to you and i'm gonna hope that you're telling me the truth so this is the same production company that is behind that movie kill her goats you heard of that Kill her goats, yeah. Yeah, so they yeah, we made... watched the uh, with um, oh yeah 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 with uh, watch the trailer for fucking, it. What's his name? Kane Hodder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is the same company that did that. They did a movie called Muck as well, which looks interesting. Muck and Fog City. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we should check out some of these. We should do a Living Dead Media episode. Yeah, for sure. Check out these movies, and we'll see see if they're worthy of uh, doing a new Return of the Living Dead. But uh, I mean, Muck Muck has a two point two point seven on IMDb. Well, I need to be which that shit. doesn't. Oh, it looks it looks literally like I'm watching just the you know how the trailer rolls right right by the uh, it looks like the shot off to the iPhone. side. No, it uh, the first shot is a girl wearing nothing, we just panties. Oh, I'm, I'm 30 seconds in and there's just chicks in bras and panties running around everywhere. Sure. So almost exactly how Kill Her Goats looks like. So we should watch both of these. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm into it though. I'm saying that like I'm saying that like it's a bad thing, but like we always, like everybody always horror fans always talk about like oh why can't we go back to the way things were in the 80s, right? Sure. I mean, this is what it was in the 80s. That's it true. was chicks running around. It di- feels bi- like big it muscular feels different for some reason. Big muscular dudes. Yeah, it seems like it seemed innocent back then. Like they weren't doing it for the sake of doing it. They were doing it because that's just what the culture was. Uh, yeah yeah but but then but then if you talk to the like if you if you go back and you talk to the actresses from back then nowadays would they think that it was exploitative well of course we don't care about those opinions though (laughs) (laughs) they're just women (laughs) yeah as long as they have excellently placed nipples then uh oh my god dude Anyway, uh, that's your news for the week. I kid, I kid, I kid. Yes, we kid, obviously. (laughs) Um, Don't send these. Don't don't send this (laughs) stuff to Mike's mom. She'll be she'll ground him for life. Uh, Um, All right, cool. Is that it? That's it. All right. Well, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. When we get back, it's time to go to Britain. Yeah, and go to the West End. Let's go to the theater. Let's go to the theater. Chip, chip, cheerio. Would you like to go to the West End and take in a show, mate? I would. Can we get blowy pops? <laughs> blowy pops? <laughs> Why am I living in America? <laughs> Do they have blowy pops over in England? No, it's what you get from the hookers behind the theater. Like yeah. in, uh, like in, uh, like from hell. Oh, a nice blowy pop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go there. How many licks does it take to get to the center? Oh, God. Of my blowy pop. It just makes me think of that fucking howl, though. And he goes, one, two, three. (laughs) Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. (laughs) 
Oh, you want to go to a show? Oi. Oi. Oi, mate. <laughs> that's, uh, to any Eng- Englishman listening, that's what you sound like. Yeah, that's it. That's a, it's a pretty accurate, pretty accurate portrayal. Yeah. Oi, mate. <laughs> you want to go to the pub? Let's go to a show and then go to the pub and fucking... Well, just get fucking shitted out of our minds. Get pissed as a fart, mate. <laughs> Uh, British people are weird. <laughs> uh, it's but a whole they also, new world. But they also make movies. They do. They also make plays. They do. They make plays, and then they make movies based on those plays. They also make biscuits. Oh, biscuits. And tea. And scones. <laughs> uh, ghost stories from uh, 2017, I believe, is what you said earlier, because mm-hmm. yep. I didn't write it down. This guy's prepared. Hey. Um, directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman, uh, who are the original creators of uh, the play. They wrote it, they directed the play, and they also wrote and directed the movie. Uh, Andy Nyman also plays the lead character of Philip Goodman. Oh, Philip Goodman. Oh, fill me up, Goodman. Um, after receiving a file with details of three unexplained cases of apparitions, skeptical professor Philip Goodman embarks on a terrifying trip. So basically, here's 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 the rundown. Uh, Goodman is one of those guys who wants to prove all of these like parapsych uh, psychotic paras um parapsychotic parapsychologists like uh, the, the psychics all that they want to he wants to prove them all wrong and, right so. The movie opens up with him interrupting like a uh, like a theater where a psychic, excuse me, is pretending to talk to somebody's dead son, and when he's really getting fed information through an earpiece, right? And he gets like arrested or whatever, you know. And that, that that that's what he does though. He exposes people. So there's a guy, and that was actually that was based on a tr- a real event that happened. That whole yes, opening scene that. where there was like a televangelist who would tell people like, "Oh, I can speak to your." Your dead parents and stuff like that, and essentially, and this is this is exact because this was exposed on. Um, fuck, I think it was, to catch a predator. No, I think it was exposed on like Oprah or something like that too. Oh, a really? Long, long time ago. Okay. It's a, this is essentially what happens is like they have everybody. So I've heard it happening two different two different ways. They would either have somebody fill out a prayer card at the beginning of the show, and say like, "Oh, I'm here because I want to pray about this person." And I want to pray for them because of this reason. Which, by the way, if you're an audience member and you're doing that, you're a total sucker. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like you're falling for it. Um, because then the talent, the psych, the psychologist, the parapsychologist, or whatever, the medium, or the or psychic, whatever you want to call them, they would have people in the in the in like backstage reading this information and then feeding them information through an earpiece. I'm sensing a child. His name was Danny Boy. Does oh, any, Danny Boy. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yes, you let you matter. He's saying, help me, mother. My my blood hurts. <laughs> oh, yes, he had oh, leukemia. Like, like they're just, now, now, the other way that I've... The shit people, the people that do this. The, way, the other way that I've seen it done, I will give uh, slightly more credit just because it takes more work. But not a lot of credit because they were still, still a fucking charlatan. But there was that really famous dude uh, like in the late 90s, early 2000s who would who would do this shit and he was like very convincing like oh i'm getting a i'm getting it it's something that starts with a j are you talking here. about the spoon bender guy 
I don't know if it was the same guy. Would you know his name if you heard it? Maybe. Okay. But he would be like, I think it was that guy, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And um, he would be like, oh, I'm getting something. It's a J, and, and it's on this side of the crowd over here. A J, a J. I'm getting a J, 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 Johnny, Jeremy, Jeremy. And then the person would go, oh, I, I had a Jeremy. Was it Yuri Geller? Maybe. I would okay. actually, hold on. How do you how do you spell that? U-R-I-G-E-L-L-E-R. G-E-L-L-E-R. Um, I would know his face if I saw it. Uh, no, not the same guy I'm thinking okay. of. Okay, okay. But uh, so he would, they would have, they would have plants like people who were plants out in the out in the line like before the show, and these essentially what these people were tasked with doing was they would like make friends in the line and they would be like because you know you're standing there in line for an hour to get in or whatever and these people would be like uh they'd turn to a random stranger and they'd be like oh yeah i'm here today because i'm uh they would make up a story like i'm here because my my grandmother passed away and she she left a uh, a brooch that I really want, you know, in the house somewhere, and I'm just hoping that he can help me today. And why? To... Why are you here? Like, so once I've told yeah. you my story, now it's personal. Now yep. we're friends, right? We're connecting. And the person would be like, "Oh, I'm here because my aunt passed away, and she had a recipe that I really loved, and blah blah blah." And so that person would take that information. And then they would color code the information. Yep. And when he was on stage, they were they were like discreetly putting little uh, color coded stickers on the people's chairs. Oh yeah. And yeah. he would memor. I mean, so here's where I, where I said I give him slightly more credit because he was actually really good at memorizing the information, mm-hmm. and he would uh, pick like six to ten people out of the crowd where he memorized most of their information. And he would see the color co- color coded stickers, that and then he into, would recall the information. You know, that turned into a slang term too. What? Um, the people that would get tagged by something. What's that? There's a there's a slang term for it that's still used in modern in modern times, but it comes literally from that though. Um, hmm. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember what that term is now. Oh, I but thought you were setting up for a joke. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's it's literally it. It's 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 where fuck. Because you know what it is. We've we've all used it. Um, I th- I think it. Um, I think it's just it's simply mark. Mark like when you're a mark for something. Yeah, yeah. Like when you mark out for your favorite band or you do that. It's like you're 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 completely susceptible to what whatever it is that you're watching to what what they're doing. But that term comes from those people who would buy into these old psychics, would buy into somebody telling them something they want to know. Because these people would physically mark them. You're right, right. So you are the mark. Through the color, yeah. That's where that comes oh, from. Oh, dude, uh, John Edward. John Edward was the name of the, ah, the okay. dude. Do you remember him? I, I know the name. He was a, uh, yeah, he he used to, and he used to like show up as a guest on all sorts of, he was he was like on Oprah and Maury sure, and sure. all those shows. And he was, he would show up and uh, do this whole thing mm-hmm. where he would go through the audience and like, play it up oh i'm getting i'm getting something over here something right over here and it was it was such obvious bullshit and he was i think he was the guy who who uh it finally came to light that he was using that that marking system like the color coded system yeah the um the yuri geller guy that i was talking about who was was crazy famous Mm -hmm. in years past um, it's funny because he's also one of those people that was like proven like, oh, his spoon bending is fraudulent and this and that. But 
it also could have been like a weird misinformation thing because he was used in the like MK Ultra stuff and he was used by the CIA a lot. Was he really? Yeah. Like it's weird. Yuri Geller's fucking fascinating. Mm. Like he's got this weird public persona, but then like tons of cloak and dagger persona stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's fucking it's bizarre. Yeah. Um anyway though, um back to the movie, James. Yeah. The movie, James. So that's what the, that, that's this that's where we where we're at. The uh, the main character, uh, Town Townsend Goodman. There we go, Townsend. What the fuck <laughs> Townsend from? That sounds like a British name. Um, oh, Pete Townsend. Yeah, he gets a uh, he gets a package in the mail from basically like his idol guy that he idolized that also was made a career out of proving people wrong and everything else. He gets a package uh, that says, "Meet me at this place." And this is interesting because he's under the impression that this guy's dead. Yeah. He disappeared years, before. years and yeah. years ago, and 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 his body never showed up or anything like yeah. that. So he shows up to this like rundown like beachside mobile home where this guy's living in just like pure filth, <laughs> and he throws he throws a uh, a document at him. It goes, "There's three cases in here that have me 100 percent believing in everything I've spent my life trying to disprove, mm-hmm. try to prove me wrong." Yeah, and that's where you're you're quote anthology comes from i don't look at this as an anthology movie like to me it didn't play off like one um it it sort of did to me because i like it, it sort of did because they would like had it had it only been uh him talking to the people and and them recounting the the stories it would have not been it would have it would have been more like documentary style because that's that's how they set it up. Like he keeps turning and talking, typically talking though, to the camera and stuff like that. Sure, but they do cut away to, they do cut away to the stories themselves happening. They do, which but makes it feel like in all the stories. Typically with an anthology, he's not in all the stories. Sure, he is. He's there interviewing every single person. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but I guess, so I guess that's saying, the wraparound though. Usually, the wraparound though starts and stops when the individual stories begin and end. He kind of is more infiltrated into them, which is why it doesn't quite feel like an anthology to me, especially the very I mean, last one. I mean, to to me, it's no different than like uh, the the mortuary collection where it's the, the dude telling, telling the girl the stories. Like you, he starts by telling her the story and then you cut away to the actual story happening. And that's kind of how these play out too. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I guess it just it just felt like there was a lot more connective tissue on this one than sure, other yeah. anthology movies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the first one is the story of Mike... Uh, um, no, sorry, Tony Matthews is the first story. Uh, it's... it's Okay. I, I had a hard time with the first half of this movie because I yeah. almost feel like the first half of it's sort of inconsequential. Like the individual stories that they show you are interesting, but they're not scary. They're not like I know that when you were talking about the live action uh, version of this, like the, the stage play, it was like everything had to be hush hush because they didn't want anyone ruining and, and this and that. So I was expecting all these big twists and turns and this and that. Well, the play and you was, don't really get that. The play was, and I have to, I have to go back and. It, it was. I was listening to a. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they did a, They did an interview with um, 
Andy Nyman. Andy Nyman? Is that his name? Why? Yeah, Andy Nyman. Yeah. The guy who wrote the play. Um, and the whole thing, so this, this started off as a, as a West End uh, play. So West End is the, the, broad, <coughs> the Broadway of, of England, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it started off as this play, and it was, they would basically have somebody uh, come up on stage and say to the audience, like, please, when you leave this place tonight, like, mom is the word. Like, you don't, you don't tell people what you saw here tonight. Sure. And for, for years, it actually worked. Like, they actually would put on show after show after show, and people would leave, and they would... Speak in vagaries, like even people who came to to review the show would speak in vagaries. They sure. would they would talk about how the show made them feel. They would talk about the you know the scares and stuff like that, but they never would give away any details of the show. And there were some people. There were like uh, there were um, critics and stuff who said it was one of the most terrifying experiences of, the, of their life. Which is interesting because I, I didn't really get that from this movie. I like this. But, um, but imagine but, but imagine imagine this movie as a stage play and them like it would be much more it uh, I can see where it would be much more effective as a stage play. Sure. Because they uh, uh, like apparently a lot of the a lot of the big scares and stuff the the actors would go out into the crowd or so lot, or so like or like because because like you're watching this movie and you, i'm thinking to myself like how would they pull this off as a stage play but then i remembered that andy nyman talked about how a lot of the a lot of the action a lot of the scares and stuff take place out in the crowd so you'd be sitting like in an aisle seat and somebody was walking down a dark hallway or something and all of a sudden uh all of a sudden, one of the ghosts is standing right next to you okay. in the aisle. You know, see, now so that's it's, it's now very that's cool. like interactive with the crowd. Yeah, and I think that's where that comes from is like why it was so scary for for so many theater goers. Um, but as far as the movie goes, I I I can't really I can't really like I have no basis of comparison because I've obviously never gone to England to see the show, but. Uh, I don't know, like for, with the movie, I actually, I actually had a pretty good time with it. Like I, I felt like it was, I felt like it was decently unnerving, and and there were some pretty good scares. I didn't think that any, I would not consider any parts of this unnerving, to me at least. Why? I I don't know. I I just didn't. I I thought that it was pretty tame, honestly. I I thought that um. I I just thought that it was. I don't know. It it was good, but it wasn't. I don't want to say the like you hyped it up maybe too much. For I really, the, I the, really didn't talk about it did. that much. No, you didn't. Just from the very <laughs> little bit that you mentioned, though, like actually, I, guess I, I think just there expected was something else. Actually, I think there was two text messages uh, exchanged between well, we, the two of us, and we've like, talked about it on the show before, though. You've mentioned the but play you sent, on the show. But you sent me a text a couple days ago and said, what is this? I don't know what this is. Oh, I didn't is. know the movie. I didn't know they made a movie out oh, of it. Oh, right on. Okay. But I remember you talking about the stage play. Sure. Well, but yeah, maybe the stage play is terrifying. I have no idea. Like the but, like the guy like the guy at the beginning of this, um, the, uh, the Tony Matthews story, uh, he's a dude that, um, that uh, what's his name, uh, Goodman meets in a bar. Guy's obviously like an alcoholic or whatever. He's, he's had this traumatic experience. And he was a night watchman in was it like a psych? It was like a construction site. Okay, 
So he's. I thought it was like an old abandoned building or something. I think it was. I mean, why would a you renovation? have? Why would you have night watchmen at a at an abandoned building? I think it True. was. I think it was a place that was currently under construction. Irrelevant though. Yeah. Yeah. He was a night a night watchman. So. But he's just like he's. I would not. I wouldn't. It wouldn't work because I'm too. For me at least, I'm too paranoid to just not freak out about stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Like if you're sitting there. And you're you're talking on your phone, you're watching TV, you're walkie-talkie, or whatever, and then the lights go out, and then you go over to the generator, and it's because the two main power plugs are literally f- fully unplugged. Yeah, that would freak me out. Right. Who unplugged these? Right. And then so you don't just think about it and go oh do 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 plug them back in, and then you turn around and go back into your in your little cubby, and your coffee mug that you left on the table is now sitting right in the middle of the doorway right. on the ground. Yeah. I, I'd be like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. Like, like I'm gone. I'm not sticking around. Yeah. The dude, the dude though, uh, the character who's who's portraying him, like, like, uh, like Tony Matthews, he's just like, oh, well, that's weird. Okay, pick it up and go, go, go about my business. Like, I mean, he. Was how do you pretty, not freak out about it? I like he, he doesn't was, at all. But that's like he uh, starts to eventually, but like at first. Well, I think it's worth mentioning right now that he. So these three case files that he uh, that he takes from from this guy the three people that he meets with are three very different personalities mm-hmm. tony matthews being the kind of the grounded in reality sort of guy like he's so his backstory is he's a night watchman he has a daughter uh he has a wife who died 23 years ago yep 23 which is a it's no, there's a lot of numbers that pop up in this in this movie and the numbers are worth paying attention attention to so his uh, his wife died 23 years ago. His daughter, uh, Marnie, has been in a vegetative state for several years because she's she's suffering from locked-in syndrome. Yep. So she's conscien- conscious, sort of, but she's like, her, her eyes open, but she, other than that, nothing in her body will work. She's just locked into her body. And he's obviously just very he's he's just the the realist you know like he's like life is fucked i'm gonna drink my sorrows away Mm -hmm. uh i do my job i go to work as a night watchman like he didn't it's not like he was the type of guy who was actively seeking out paranormal activity or anything like that so like to, to have to have something paranormal happen to him didn't really seem like because if you and I were in this situation, you're right. Like I would see my coffee mug sitting in the middle of the doorway. Like, oh, well, fuck. There's a ghost here, and I'm gone. Just because right? you're not looking for something, though, doesn't mean that like if something's out of the ordinary, it wouldn't freak you out. But some people don't think like us. Like, yeah, it would freak. And yeah, he was stupid people. And he was obviously <laughs> he was freaked out though. Like he not at first he wasn't. No, not at first. Yeah, he could have cared less. But there was also because his Russian buddy was there somewhere in the building. So like he just figured, well, oh, maybe that guy. Maybe I want that guy's story. Maybe Maybe somebody's maybe somebody's fucking with me. Like who knows? Oh, by the way, they tell you they they've told theater goers not to spoil the play. We're gonna spoil this oh, yeah. entire movie. Oh yeah. So just heads up. Uh, he, and you can you can watch this movie for free on Tubi. Yeah. I rented it on uh, on Amazon because I didn't feel like watching the the ads because I just felt like with this type of movie I didn't want any breaks. I wanted yeah, I, I wanted to like fully immerse myself in I it. I could see that. Um. So yeah, like all this fucky stuff starts happening and he 
progressively gets more and he more does. freaked out by the, it. The power continues to go out. And he has to work. He has to walk further down to to plug back in generators that are you know further down the way. He eventually gets to a room that's filled with mannequins, yeah. like completely filled. Like that. That's that's like five steps past me saying fuck that <laughs> when you get into a room. Well, there was some like a, that. There like, was like no, some, like one of the. I, a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie uh, that I found scarier than other moments were the moments that were obscured by, uh, like the shot would be sort of an over-the-shoulder shot of the of the lead actor, and uh, or the lead actor in that segment anyway, and there would be something going on in front of them, but it would be blurred, mm-hmm. but there was obviously something going on. Yeah. So like one of the parts that freaked me out the most was because he was already starting to get in his own head and he's like, oh, there's something messed up going on here. And at one point in time, he looks and there's like an old hospital bed or something. And you can see a shape of a person sitting. Oh, yeah. It looks like under a sheet, but you can also see the face and it looks like a big smile and it looks like they're just kind of swaying back and forth. And he walks up to it and then and he, well he thinks it's he thinks it's his buddy like he thinks it's his buddy fucking with him and and this is all happening kind of blurred and like you can't really and like in those moments you're like I just want the camera to focus to see what it all I makes want. sense as to why it doesn't though at the end right but so he walks up and he thinks there's just there's somebody under this sheet and then all of a sudden he walks toward the sheet and oh it's just a pile of blankets or something yeah uh, um but it makes sense as to why. You know, it's playing out like this because these are supposed to be how to like. You find out throughout this movie that what you're dealing with is a uh, what do they call them? What uh, an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Right. Yep. So for these tales to be recounted, uh, and and to see them on film, you're seeing them not necessarily through the eyes of the person who's telling the story. But you're seeing them from the perspective of a skeptic, yeah. And the skeptic doesn't believe any of this shit. So it's uh, the skeptic being Philip Goodman, yep, who was on in the on the stage play. He was like an actual narrator. I think off to the side while things were playing. Out. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. So from my understanding, at least. So it makes sense that these things are obscured. It makes sense that like uh, each of these things that can be perceived as something paranormal at first is like as they walk closer like oh it's just a it's a pile of blankets no big deal um because you're dealing with the perspective of the unreliable and it's like it's almost like as these people are recounting the tale you're you're seeing it through the mind of philip goodman because It's like it's like if I was describing to you like oh I went out in the if you didn't believe in Bigfoot which I know you do because you're smart but like if you didn't believe in Bigfoot and I was telling you my experience of seeing Bigfoot out in the woods I would be telling you and I would I would know what I saw but in your own mind you're creating a different image oh it, it was just a shadow it was a bush that sure, like was casting sure. a weird shadow so that's kind of the way this whole thing plays out um, but then you get to the point in each story where there is no denying that there's something really messed up going and on. And this one, it's the fucking crazy doll girl. Yeah. So which, he, who I thought was fucking creepy. Yeah. As hell. Yeah. I don't know how she. I at that point I had no idea how she fit into the story, but I was like, where did this doll girl come from? Right. So he. What, what was his name? Steve. Was it Steve? What the hell is his name? 
Oh, Tony. Oh, Tony. 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 So Tony walks into this room, and it's just a room that's lined on all four on on all four walls with mannequins. And then he looks into the corner, and one of the mannequins is covered in a blanket, and he sees movement underneath it. And he walks over and pulls the blanket back, and it's just another mannequin. And then, but then he turns around, and everything goes to shit. Like there's suddenly this young girl <laughs> in a yellow dress. Walking toward him, walking super stiff though, yeah, and like weird. walking like really it is, weird. It was creepy. And then she she walks up and she's got like she keeps on saying like da 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 da, and yeah. she walks up to him and all she does is she kind of walks her fingers up his arm and then puts her finger in his mouth, yeah. and then that's where the story ends. Yeah, and then it just kind of picks up. It picks up with it picks up with Tony and Philip talking in the bar again. And just talking about like how oh I I managed to get out of there and and you know mm-hmm. but I like that he goes into he goes he goes to the priest next to oh yeah talk, he, to talk talk about Tony's story right and even the priest is just like he had he had a vision he had a whatever right you know, so the, the priest but the Tony, priest also wanted nothing to do with it Tony at the same time. Tony wasn't a religious man but immediately after this thing happened to him he went and joined the church again. And he also went and visited his daughter in the hospital, who he hadn't seen in five years. And he went and finally saw her and like faced her again mm-hmm. because there was some weird message that was conveyed to him about you know through this apparition that like because it was saying Dada, it was saying Daddy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it, he just felt compelled to go see his daughter again. Um, but the priest. The priest also is, he he's he kind of lays into Philip about because Philip's obviously a skeptic and he's he's like I just I I hate this new I hate this new way of thinking with people where there is no faith you know it's like you have to see everything with the naked eye otherwise it's not real oh. and well yeah and you're one of those people <laughs> which yeah. is. Which is you are and you aren't though. No, I definitely am. Yeah, but you 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 kind of lean into a lot of shit that you've never experienced. Because because it you've makes, never seen an alien, but it, you because it rationally makes sense though. Religion to me rationally I mean, does doesn't big, make does sense. Does Bigfoot rationally make sense? Absolutely. Really? Yes. There's no evidence of Bigfoot anywhere except for testimonials. There was no evidence of giant tortoises still in some areas of the world until they went looking for them and they found them. Yeah, I know but, they've been looking for yeah, Bigfoot, but, but like my yeah, point is... Yeah, but nobody's found Bigfoot. A <laughs> lot more ground to cover. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying like you, you, even though you don't have like religious faith, you do have... Uh, some of your beliefs are faith-based. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you base... Like you... Faith... faith Faith is based on what you can rationally accept as being true, right? No, that's actually the direct opposite of faith. Faith, no. faith is no. Well, you can rationally accept as being true without proof. That's, that's not what, what you, that's what well, faith that's is. Not what you said. You, oh, sorry, I, I left out the yeah, without proof part. But right. Like that's that's what faith is. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, there are certain things I can rationally accept simply because there's other there's outside factors that aid in that. You know, in 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 believing in whatever that whatever that may be, right? Religion to me has never been any of those things. There's nothing for anything. Okay. I think Buddha 
might be the only one that's grounded in actual reality. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, uh, we then go into case number two, which is Simon Rifkin. Uh, Simon Rifkin is... Rifkin. Rifkin? Rifkin. That, no, Rifkin. That's, Rifkin. that's the whole thing. Like they, they, keep, they keep calling him Rifkin, and he keeps He's saying a kid. it's Rifkin. He's a kid. Calls him to his house. Yeah. Um, this, this, whole, this whole story still actually doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, the kid calls him, or, or doesn't call, but he goes to visit uh, the kid in the file, and he comes, he, he's weird. The kid's weird. His parents are obviously fucking oddballs, because you never see their faces, because they're just backs turned the entire time. Oh, so, in the, it's creepy. See, that's one of those things that I, you said that there was nothing unnerving about this. That's one of the things I found unnerving is like because you know how I feel about people with their backs turned. Yes, and yes. like and that's a weird hang up though on on your end. He get no, nah, it's not though because there's the you don't know you don't know the intention of somebody when we their back. St- we is still turned. don't know their intention because they never go back to it. So he so he gets to this kid's house and the kid opens the door and he's got the chain latched and he's just like he's like prove to me you are who you say you are yeah how do you know that you're not how do i know that you're not somebody else even though i you know he he wants him to prove that he is who he is so philip goodman shows him some proof that he's him he lets him into the house and he says yeah let's just let's go upstairs and he calls into the kitchen he says mom we're just going upstairs and then uh philip looks around the corner and the mom's just standing like like a statue at the at the sink yeah, and then he leans a little further, and the dad is standing right next to the mom like a statue. And then he goes to look up the stairs, and then all of a sudden the door to the kitchen slams. Like there's no way that the parents could have gone over there quick enough to slam the yeah. door, right? So then he gets upstairs. He walks up two flights of stairs and sees somebody's feet run by, but then uh, the kid comes up behind him and says, "Oh, it's just in here." He goes into the kid's room and the kid's room is just lined with pictures of demons and like if you pay attention, like I, I actually want to go back and rewatch this movie too because there's a lot of little details that you miss the first time through. Mm-hmm. Like one of the pictures that the kid has on the wall is of uh teenagers standing outside of a outside of a uh what did they call they called it an echo in this movie. But it, it was like a an archway that yeah. led in, led into the sewers, and there was like pictures of satyrs and stuff well, like that, that. That comes back, to right? The, yeah, the, everything kid, everything is kid, connected in this movie. This kid, like, I found this whole <laughs> segment like so captivating too, and I think it was because of the performance that the kid gave. The kid's good, yeah. I thought he was amazing. Well, he was good. He's he was he's, like, and again, like I I found it unnerving, like sitting in this room with this kid with his with this behavior. This weird, quirky behavior. It would have felt... I would have felt like, I just want to not be in this room anymore. Yeah. And he even... Like, the kid even offers uh, Philip at one point in time. He's, like, he's trying to prove to him that there was nobody upstairs. And he, like, opens the door and says, go have a look for yourself. And Philip looks out into the dark hallway and he's like, no. (laughs) No. I'm good, mate. And the the kid turns, locks the door again, and then he goes into his story. And his his story revolves around him. He's kind of a he's kind of a fuck up. Like he didn't pass his driving test, but he told his parents that he did drive pass his driving test. So he's out after a party driving through these back roads through the woods by himself one night. And 
trying to get back to his house and his parents have keep calling him and saying how disappointed they are because he went out too late and he didn't call and mm-hmm. how do we know you typical dis- disappointed parents right coming home late yeah and then he is paying attention to his phone and ends up hitting what he thinks is a human in the middle of the road and more aptly described as a goat person yeah i think <laughs> yeah well it looks like, it looks like a human at first and then he gets up gets out of the car to go look at what he hit and it's a a satyr mm-hmm. so like half goat half human so he gets back in the car and just he's like nope I'm out of here <laughs> and the car breaks down and then basically it's just like him he calls a tow truck to see if he can get some help and then he gets You've out lost over one thing what's that the sweet evil dead ramble cam that comes through the forest oh yeah that was cool that was a direct oh for sure absolute direct rip off of that yeah or owed to it whatever yeah yeah. definitely yeah um and then nothing nothing crazy happens well something crazy happens but it's it's wild like all of these stories because typically when you're watching a horror movie and you know like an anthology story there's always something terrible that happens at the end of every episode Mm -hmm. but in all of these there's always a confrontation between an entity or an apparition and the main character but then they just sort of they get out of the story somehow yeah Yeah. right which is it goes against type right it like it goes against it goes against what would typically happen in a horror movie which makes sense for the for you know what the culmination of this movie is Mm -hmm. so this kid he uh (laughs) he gets out like he gets out, he hears something running at him, there's like something screaming in the woods, and he gets back in the car, and all of a sudden... Did you think the seat next to him had a face on it the entire time? No. I'm watching, well, I didn't notice that. I was but... watching this, but like the, the, the outline of the side, like headrest of the seat, looked mm. like it was like a half face in shadow. Oh, really? And I'm like, there's somebody in the car with him this entire time, and he doesn't even notice it. And it, it's not. No, that's But it looks I, like it. I didn't notice that. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the satyr essentially just like gets into his back seat, <laughs> and the kid's like, "I'm gonna get out of the car," and then the thing reaches around and grabs him by the shoulders, and it says, "Stay." And the kid just goes, "No, fuck that!" And gets up, <laughs> runs, and he runs into the runs he into does the woods. What the guy in the first one should have done. Right. He runs into the woods, but then he comes up on a uh, like this raggedy old tree mm-hmm. and then the tree comes to life and grabs him yeah and that's where the story ends yeah it, it just randomly ends yeah did did you think that i have a note right here that says so far this hasn't really been that scary even after that like i, I wasn't i still wasn't feeling like the dread like the the scariness that i was expecting to feel from these these shorts um did you feel like that short though reminded you a lot of like the birch yeah and those kind of story i forget the name of that company that made those but like those kind of short or short films felt very similar to that yeah that one that one yeah for sure especially with the tree coming to sure life maybe that, maybe that's more what it was but um um yeah i don't know but like again it still made it still made sense like it i did actually find these stories pretty scary but like it made it made sense because you're I, dealing you're dealing with a skeptic who's trying to prove these stories wrong. So it's what I didn't like on that note, the, mm-hmm. the skeptic proving him wrong. What I didn't like was the ending to uh this the second short. Mm-hmm. 
after he gets killed by the tree in the woods, it goes back to um, Goodman. Mm-hmm. And he's going back to the woods where this supposedly happened. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's walking back to his car after he thinks he figured out what happened or whatever. And he goes back to his it was, car. It was literally just like a tree laying on its side. Yeah. It, like, oh, it, it, it looked, looked like this, like, it looked like this big hulking shape, which if you were a scared kid running through the woods, you might think that it was a, a tree beast of some kind. Exactly. Right. And then he's walking back to his car and he sees himself locked in the car, blue face, dead. Yeah. And I'm like, that shouldn't have been there. Why? That to me that gives that gives the end away way too easily. Like right there, I go, oh, I have a note. I said, oh, okay, so he's dead. I get, I get it now. Okay. Even though it's not quite exactly it, it's enough to kind of know where it's going. Sure. And I feel like that was too soon in the story to put that out there. I mean, this was like halfway through the movie. It wasn't though, because all three stories are within the first half of the movie. Second half of the movie is more the rest of everything that happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that was pretty early. I thought. I don't know. I I kind of felt like it kind of like took the took the steam out of it a little bit. So took even the wind out of the sails. Well, well, he's he's seeing things that like, because I think I think right from the beginning of the movie he's seeing things that are. That one was just really on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Um. Okay, so this then goes into the third case, which is Mike Priddle, which is a fun last name. Priddle. Um, and this is where Marty Freeman comes in. Oh, Bilbo Baggins. Well, it's, c- it's kind of where Marty well, Freeman did comes you, in. Did you notice him at first? Because um, I did. I, well, I have a note at the very, very top that says, is that Marty? I think, well, I, I think that's Marty. <laughs> unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I clicked on the cast list and I saw that ah. Marty Freeman played... Two characters. I did not, um, but I but I still noticed it though the second that I saw him because it's very obvious that it's an actor under prosthetics. Sure. And yeah. when you when you're looking at a character that is under prosthetics and you know there is a big named actor that's in the movie and you haven't seen him yet, yeah, you start to wonder, and it's pretty obvious if you know what you're looking for. It's pretty obvious still. Sure. You know, like the lower half of his face just looks the same. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought the I thought the makeup like obviously I knew that it was him, but I, it was I thought good. the makeup was still pretty good. Yeah, no, it was good. Um so you get to Mike Priddle. So in the beginning you had uh you had Tony who was just kind of this like blue collar working man, like he himself was a skeptic until the day like and that's the common thread through these two is like I didn't believe in any of this shit until the day it happened to me and yeah. now I believe in it, right? Um so now you come to Marty Freeman's character, uh, Mike Priddle, and he's this, he's, he's a rich, like, financier, uh, you know, like, the whole time he's talking to, to Philip, he's uh, having to pick up his phone, and he's doing some wheeling and dealing with China on the other line and stuff like that. He's uh, talking about... Wheeling and dealing with China. With China. <laughs> and... He's uh, they're walking through the the hills like outside of his property, and they come to this little shack where Marty Freeman opens it and it's got shotguns in it because you know maybe he's a hunter so like he's that's he's, the idea you're going hunting with yeah him. he's just got he's got guns on his property and this is where he stores them and um so he starts to tell his story about uh how his wife was pregnant and. Uh, 
well, she couldn't get pregnant at first because they had waited too long. And um, they did IBF. They did IVF. IVF. <laughs> I I actually really like this part too because he said, uh, uh, "What did he say exactly?" So he says that uh, we had trouble getting pregnant, and then we did a round of IVF, and then she was finally uh, up the duff or on the duff, however the fuck English people say. Oh, it was she up was the preg- duff. Oh, she was finally up the duff, and then he unlocks the gun cabinet and he turns back and this is right after um this is so like three different things all happen he talks about his wife finally getting pregnant he finally finds the key that unlocks the gun locker and this is also the third story in in this uh you know series of stories and he turns around and he says why is it always the last key that unlocks everything yeah and I was like, I was like, that's a that was a really cool yep. line, you know. I agree. I agree. And Marty Freeman, his character in this, I thought was awesome, and he just, I agree. He played the hell out of it. I thought he was the best part of the entire movie. Um, yep. So he tells the story. He basically says, like, I never, <gasps> I never believed in evil until this happened to me, and it was just. Uh, it started off it started off with just like his wife was at the hospital she was about to give birth but things weren't happening yet so he goes home and he's just kind of like putzing around the house he goes into his kid's room and uh all of a sudden like there's a there's a doll in a yellow dress there's a doll in a yellow dress which you know like if you're paying attention they're the little girl from the first story who comes up to Tony and puts her finger in his mouth yep. is a little girl with black hair in a yellow dress. And he goes to look in the crib and a bunch of diapers get thrown around the room and he's like, "Well, what the fuck was that?" Typical poltergeist chip. Yeah, and so he just poltergeist pul- chip. He thinks that there's <laughs> he thinks there's something going on, but he doesn't really make too much of it. And then his wife is still in the hospital, but he gets sent home because he has to take care of some stuff, just get the house ready and, and all that. And he's there at, at uh, home by himself one night, and he starts hearing all this weird shit in, the, in one of the rooms. And it leads him up to the nursery, where this is an, another one of those things where he walks into the nursery, and he's, he's obviously like petrified because he's seeing something going on. And it turns toward the crib, and you can see the, like the very classic ghost which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's the sheet from the baby's bed is like up and and floating so it looks like a typical, you know, like the typical traditional ghost, ghost underneath the sheet. And uh he's just he's like frozen in place and then all of a sudden the temperature drops in the in the room and he's freaked out by that and then he looks over and he sees his wife in the corner of the room and this uh, that part that part actually like though she's like, like screaming at him a little bit that part that was creepy freaked me out a yeah, little bit because yeah. he looks over and she's just like standing there and she's bloody from the waist down and she's like standing really weird and he's like Mary why aren't you at the hospital and all of a sudden it does one of those like jump cuts where all of a sudden she's face to face with him yeah and then she screams at him and her face looks like a skull and stuff like that and. That's when it goes back to them outside with the gun, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's explaining how <laughs> even though he knows that actually wasn't his wife, he knew right then that his wife had died in childbirth. Like mm-hmm. he he says that the baby literally split her in two. 
and he says, I'm glad that she wasn't alive to see our baby because the baby was apparently born like horribly deformed. And, uh, and then he, <laughs> this part took me by surprise. Absolutely. He like looks at, he looks at Philip and just kind of like looks him in the eyes. And then it's almost like he sees something and then just turns the gun around and blows himself away. It's like that, you realize that at that moment, that moment in time, he's like, oh, this is my time. Yeah. I just realized it. This is my time. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so, bl- blows his fucking head off. So Philip is Philip just leaves. He's freaked out by this whole situation and then he oh, he goes back to see the old man in the trailer. And this is where things kind of start to unravel. Like you start to realize that this whole thing was just a means to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I, I don't know. It's like we we pretty much laid out the entire plot of the movie. Like, well, that's the get... only the, that's only the first half. No, well, well yeah, yeah, right. The 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 more the, the the point of the story though is that the the it's every story was building the same story. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. they are all separate, but they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, because Marty uh, Marty Freeman, who yep. played the uh, the guy with the shotgun, the last thing. He is the old man. He pulls off his old man face or whatever, but it's not like he's just wearing a mask. He's he's a demon or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's he is in Goodman's head if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. so he can do whatever he wants to. He pull, you know, he it's it's like he pulls off the the face of the old man to reveal Marty Freeman, but his hair is all messed up. So then he just very slowly runs his hands through his hair and it turns into Marty Freeman's hair. Like, yeah, like a perfect, yeah. Like, was, he's, like, really he's, like cool. he's like a demon or something or however you want to take it. He is an entity. And he- well, in the whole the whole uh, like the the overarching theme and and uh, you know like one of the so his character, the old man in the beginning of the movie, is one of these people who goes in and debunks yeah. uh, paranormal activity. And his line, his famous line that he says to people is, uh, "The brain sees what it wants to see." Yeah. Right. And so he tells Philip Goodman, like, hey, that's that's the way things are. The brain sees what it wants to see. And then all of a sudden, like, reality just starts breaking down. Like, they're inside of this broken down trailer. But then he reaches up to where the shelves should be on the trailer. And he just rips it open. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it's just like a, it's it's like a, a set. It's a canvas. So it's a movie set that suddenly breaks away and leads into this this. Uh, black door that leads into who knows where mm-hmm. um so essentially what happens is i don't like marty we, freeman's we, character basically acts like a tour guide through the trauma of goodman's life is is, is essentially what it is, is right. they're working through the levels of trauma and the last story is the story of goodman when right. he was a kid and what happened to him he was getting bullied by you know the two big bad bully kids in school and they ended up sending a disadvantaged kid to his death. Right. Which bums me out so much. Yeah. Whenever I see bullies taking advantage of, like I said, disadvantage in any way, shape or form kids, whether it be mentally, physically, yeah, well, monetary, this kid was, whatever. Yeah. This kid was mentally disabled. <clears throat> yeah. Obviously like, yeah. he was, and but they're so- fucking like, you can be in our gang. If you go into that, into that hole and count the numbers on the wall. And so he tells him, I chalked 10 different numbers on the wall in there, and you can be part of our gang if you go in and you tell me the 10th number. Yeah. And 
Philip, young Philip, knows that there's no tenth number, but yeah. he allows the kid to walk because he's afraid that the bullies are going to beat him up or whatever. So he allows the kid to walk deeper and deeper into this sewer pipe. And he ends up having like a seizure or something He has like an that. asthma attack. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. And ends up dying in there. <gasps> and instead of doing the right thing and going and telling somebody, he ends up just running home yeah. and forgetting about the whole thing. And that's his big discretion. Right. That, 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 that's the, the, the main thing that this whole movie now kind of goes around. Right. Is that moment in his life. Yeah. That's what Marty Freeman's like, this is what I'm here to show you. Yeah. Like, you are not the good person that you say you are. He says, you've you've spent your entire life, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, you've spent your entire life trying to tell people that their experiences aren't real because you're running away from a very real experience that you your had. Your own trauma. Yeah. Right. And that's what this movie's, it's essentially about. This movie's about trauma. It's about mental illness. It's about trauma. It's about what happens. You know, do we ever? So the end of the movie, it's important to yeah. Just, let's let's talk. <laughs> we've laid out the entire plot. Yeah. I want to talk about the meaning of the movie. Well, really. we have to get to the end of that. We have to. We have to. With all of that said, right? We have to talk about how the end movie ends. And the movie ends with it's Goodman in a in a hospital room in a coma. Yeah, he's. We com- don't know how we got there. We don't know why he's there. He's confronted once again, like he's confronted by the dead kid that went into the to the sewer pipe. Yeah, who walks up to him and does the exact same thing that the girl in yellow did to, to, uh, um, I keep wanting to call him Steve Tony in yeah. the beginning of yeah. the movie. But he's he, like he's like a zombie at this point. Yeah, he, he like he like starts tearing down walls just like Marty Freeman's character did, and like mm-hmm. showing him through this hallway, and like he tears open this curtain, and it's a hospital bed like up on end. And he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And please don't make me. And like he he ends up getting in the bed and then the zombie kid uh, lays down on him and lays next to him in bed and just like slowly slips his finger into his mouth. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And then essentially what happens is everything re-racks and you realize that... You're back. You're, you're actually in present time at right. this point. Philip is laying in bed on a ventilator in a coma in a coma he's in a locked in state yeah because his eyes are open yeah so he can see things but then you see all the characters from the original stories uh case number one what, what was his name um no he doesn't come in for it's the kid come uh the kid comes well, the kid in comes first. in first he's like a he's like a nurse essentially no he's a doctor he's a like a resident okay fine he's a resident um uh simon rifkin right is the resident and then uh Martin Freeman comes in, who is the doctor. He's the doctor, and he's very like kind of pompous and like, oh, he's oh, he's locked in, which means he's here for good. Yep. And blah blah blah. And, and then Tony Matthews and he, comes and he in. keeps his phone keeps chirping and he keeps picking his phone which up. Which is why he was doing it like in, the, in the other thing. He yeah. kept looking at his phone. And then uh, and then Tony walks in and he's mopping the floor and he calls him. He's the janitor. I like how he calls him Sunbeam all the time. By, by the way, like it's just a very that's just so English. Nice to see you, Sunbeam. Oh, it's nice to see you today, Sunbeam. <laughs> like, and he comes in and he walks over toward one of the chairs and you can see that the little yellow doll is the little girl doll on the the chair in the yellow dress. Yep, is sitting there and. You realize that everything that happened throughout the entire movie is just little bits of information that Philip Goodman has been getting 
in his locked in state. Yeah. So he sees Marty Freeman. He sees uh, not Marty Freeman, Mike Frittle, Mike Prittle. Mm-hmm. He sees uh, Sam Rifkin. He sees uh, um, Tony coming in, and they're. It's kind of some. I I saw that somebody sort of compared it to a. Uh, it's almost like a um, Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. Like where exactly where Dorothy wakes up yeah. and like, oh, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Like, yep. It, presumably in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy was having a, you know, when she was unconscious, she, was, dream. she was having a dream. And all of the people in her life were part of that dream. And this is exactly what's happening to Philip Goodman yep. is he's in this locked in state. And the reason he's in this locked in state is because he tried to commit suicide by uh, gassing himself out in his own car. Because his wife died, probably. Which is why we saw during uh, the second story, which is why you see him in the car all blue. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. It's, okay. Yeah, it's I like, get it now. It's, it's, I get it now. It's him. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's getting bits of information throughout the entire movie that's leading to the ultimate So the idea conclusion. is that both his wife and kid died during childbirth? I'm guessing. Um, or his wife died, his child came out not typical, so he's depressed or whatever and tried to kill himself. Well, no, he's so he no, so I don't think that, I don't think that any of that actually. So he's the uh, the wife died or the uh, um, who's who had a who had a oh it was Tony. Tony had a daughter who had locked in syndrome. Yeah, and. You see that Philip Goodman's dad had locked in syndrome too. Okay. He's sitting in the chair at one point in time because mm-hmm. it was after Philip went to talk to the priest that he kind of felt that guilt because Tony went to see his his daughter right after that. Yeah. So Philip Goodman goes to see his dad, who he hadn't seen in many years because he felt like growing up his dad uh, sort of ruined his childhood because he had very fundamentalist. Uh, Jewish beliefs, which he felt like ruined his life. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was estranged from his father, but then he went and saw his father after that. But nothing is actually happening after... No. I don't know. It's hard to tell what... It's hard to tell, like... You might be the timeline might be jumping all around, you know what I mean? I think it is. I think think that's the idea. Yeah. It's not supposed to be linear. You're just kind of getting bits and pieces and fragments as as the story goes on. But essentially, I think what it was is he just felt he felt guilt for what happened in his childhood, which was he allowed Callahan to go into the tunnel and didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And essentially like lived with that guilt for so many years and it all it ultimately led to him trying to kill himself. It also it also has a little bit, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it's kind of something that I picked up, is that it kind of tells the story of somebody who spent a lifetime of not believing in anything after death, but now that he's in a situation where he's dying, he wants to believe that there's something, so it's him disproving his own thoughts. Or... Like do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that, like, like, that he wants there to be something better after this. Now, even well, though he spent his entire life disproving it, now he wants that. Is it that, or did he spend his entire life trying to convince people that nothing happens after death because he's so afraid of what does happen? Like he's afraid that there actually is something after death, and he's afraid that because of what he did in the past, he's 
destined for something worse than... Absolutely could be that, too, because they do talk about his past, and now he was not great. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I Yeah, I think this movie is definitely nuanced. It's definitely layered. It, uh, it's good. I like this movie a lot. I, I did. did. I did too. I. I. I it wasn't really my liked favorite. It. it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But I think that the talking about it, the way that we've talked about it, I have a better appreciation for it now than I did when we first started. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely kind of the movie, you know, one of those kind of movies where talking about it with somebody helps immensely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a talk about movie. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it, it. That's what it's made for. Yeah. Um, there's different ways to interpret different things. I'm not going to say that any of those are right or wrong. I think it's however you interpret them. Right. I think the makers had, obviously, a roadmap they were following. But outside of that, I think that it's it's however you want to take it. Yeah. You know, I don't think it branches out too far, but you know, you could you could draw no, a different. No, no, I think I think that the I think the intended message is is there, and it's pretty solid. But like you can, but within that message, there's there's plenty of room to, um, you know, discuss. Yeah. Uh, plenty of room for discussion. Yeah. Um, Even if done just down to what certain things meant, just pick it apart like Easter eggs. Well, and that's the thing is like going back, I, I, I went back and rewatched some of the scenes and there's, there's little tiny Easter eggs all throughout the movie. And it's, it's crazy. Like, 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 what, like the, the, this unplugging enti- of the generators in the begin in the first one could be like him wanting someone to unplug him from his ventilators, right? Or the the finger in the mouth literally translates to uh, the ventilator yeah. tube going yeah. down his throat. Oh yeah, you know. It's, yeah, there, it, it. This is definitely a movie that I think is better on a second watch. That's what I was when gonna you, say. When I feel you like know I, what to look, I feel for. like I want to rewatch it and like. Yeah, like really yeah. take in every little detail about it. Yep. Because I think that's where it. I think that's where it really shines is in the tiny little details. So the movie follows the stage play pretty closely. Can you imagine seeing this in the theater and then walking out and discussing with whoever you were there with? Like, okay, so what did this mean? What did this mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like being that you can't rewind it and you're only stuck with your memories of it paints a better tapestry almost, you know, than being able to go back and and rewatch it. Right. And I man, I just I wish I could see the play to see yeah. like exactly how they pulled off some of the subtle little hints. I wonder if it's online anywhere at this point. Probably not. They were so secretive of it. Yeah. But they're but I mean they put the movie out, so now anybody can watch it, right? It's true. So it's, it's not true. it's gotta it's gotta be online somewhere. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we can find it. I would I, I would really like to yeah there's just so many small details that I'm sure were peppered throughout the stage play that I, but I'm curious as to how they did it you know yeah. I'm curious as to how they like peppered those things in and then brought them all back so that at the end of the play you go oh my god like mm-hmm. they were telling us the whole time yeah. what is really going cuz that's the thing is like when you go back and you really think about it, they were telling you the entire time yeah. oh, what was yeah. going on. From the very beginning, they started spelling it out. Yeah. You might not have been and able every, to understand what they were saying yet, but they were spelling it out. And every little thing that every character tells him, like the you know, like when he's doing the interviews and then when he goes to talk to the priest and stuff like that, everything that they're telling him that he just brushes off as as hogwash. Yeah. They're all very profound things, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um yeah, man, I 
I want to I want to rewatch this. I want to pick up on all the little details. I think that there's I th- unfortunately I feel like I feel like the way I was thinking about it as I was watching it doesn't translate well into a conversation cuz I feel like in my head I was like, "Oh, wow." Like this the there's some really Oh wow! Yeah, wow! Wow! There's some like really deep shit going on here that I don't. I'm I'm not good at articulating this kind of stuff, but like I when I'm watching it, I go, oh man, like that's that's really cool the way they managed to pull that off. But I don't really know how to say it without. I, I don't. It's, it's definitely the kind of movie that you benefit from knowing the end. There's not many movies that actually are like this. A lot of movies, like, um, they have, like, twist endings, right? Once you know the twist, the rest of the movie kind of is, is a letdown to rewatch. Right. Because you already know what's happening. You're not getting that suspense. Right. This is one of those rare instances where the movie actually works better when you know the spoilers. Right. Because I would say more than half the fun of the movie is following that journey along with them. Knowing kind of kind of having in the back of your head knowing where it's going and then being and then honestly, being able to pick it all out. Honestly, it's, it's one of those rare movies uh, where that helps. It's Fight Club. Yeah, a little it's bit. It's Fight Club. Like Fight Club was awesome on the first watch and then Fight Club gets better with well, every subsequent it, watch it becomes because, a completely different movie. Right. Cuz yeah. you it's no longer just a movie about anarchy and fighting and 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 uh, you know, like toward the end, uh, soap making, uh, <laughs> soap making, but toward the end, like, uh, you know, multiple personalities and stuff like yeah. that. It's much more about the little details that you missed on your first watch yep. or even your 10th watch. Yeah. You know, you keep watching it and you keep realizing that like, oh, his personality is actually being reflected in one of these characters in some way. This is, ex- this is like the fight club of horror movies, sure. basically. Sure. I can see that. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I think that there's. I feel like you are having an affair with this movie right now. I just now. <laughs> I feel like there's a I feel like there's a better like I feel like there's a better deeper conversation to have about this movie that maybe neither one of us can have right now because we have only watched it once. That's fair. Yeah. No, like, I, I, would, I think I, I think if that. we I think if we both went back and watched this movie like four times, we could come back and be like, oh man, did you notice this part? Absolutely. Um. And and. Not only like did you notice this part, do you, but do you understand what they're what it means? You know, like do you understand like what they're trying to say with that part? I think that that's, I think that, that that's what this movie is. That that it's that type of movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a Fight Club. It's a Good Night, Mommy. It's a absolutely. You know, it's there's just it's a talk about. Yeah, it's a talk about. It wants you to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Um, yeah, I liked it. I really liked it a lot. I did too. Um, the acting was amazing. Uh, cinematography was great. I thought the scares were good, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought there was... I, I, not I, like... I. It wasn't like jump out of my seat sure, scary. Sure, sure. But it was like... It was solid. Even the jump scares, I thought, were tastefully It done. had a good feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say that like, it was scary. I'm not going to say that. But it yeah. had a good feel to it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, again, you can watch it on Tubi for free if you want. You can, if you have an AMC subscription on uh, Prime, you can watch it for free or you can rent it for three bucks, whatever. Yeah. Um, that was Ghost Stories. Yes, sir. Uh, from 2017. Next week, 
I think next week we're going to finish the Purge series. Okay. Right? We're going to finish that up because we started it. Okay. And then after that... After that, we're calling it. We're We're calling calling it right now. Uh, We're finally going to do season four of Stranger Things. Things. We we may or may not have a special guest. Oh, yeah. My mom's coming. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. I've if seen you Stranger Things, <laughs> have you? Then your mom no. coming? <laughs> oh, uh... oh, Bob! All right. If you want to pass that, if you want to find us before next week, before we purge once again, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. We're also on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Uh, you've clearly already found us. Uh, however, though, if you're a st- Stitcher user, which I don't know if there's any of those left. Apparently, Stitcher is calling it quits. I was going to say, I can't believe that they haven't folded yeah, already. Yeah, well, they uh, they did. Okay. And uh, apparently, you um, are not going to be able to use that anymore coming up pretty soon here. So if you're a Stitcher user, you got to find a better way in life. I don't, time, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's time to jump ship, boys. Time to jump ship. But um, anyway, though, uh, yeah, uh, this week, tell your local... Tell your local charlatan. That's the one. <laughs> That's it. Tell him he's a fucking he's a he's a snake oil salesman, and then tell him to come listen to us. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, Michael. James, sir. It's been it's been very yeah. British. It's been it's been British. Cheerio. Cheers, bud. Cheers, yo. Cheers, yo. Bye. See you next week. Yeah.